Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball's dead. Rest in peace. I don't know where you want to start, but let's let you know what? Let's start. We got Dallas here. I'm here. Jake is is dead. I mean, you want to talk about being dead. Jake's dead. Good uh, Lord. He's in bed with a 102 fever. We have Joey here. And that wait, Yo. Dallas, you are just absolutely flanked by Jays right now because today, actually, you know what? We promised this on Thursday, but Dallas had a day game. And we were recording for like 40 minutes with Dallas. So I was like, we need to get the whole crew. So today uh, we welcome a very special friend, not a guest. This is not a guest. This is, we're welcoming a very special friend. Uh, World Series champion, two-time Holla. World Series champion, Johnny Gomes. What an honor. Yeah. I mean, to, to start off my week with mm. these alpha males right here, uh, <laughs> I got a lot on my mind. I can't, mm. I can't promise it's all positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. <laughs> but, uh, man, lo- love being on the show. Love what you guys are doing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we're we're excited to have you. Actually, I love that bat rack behind you. I'm stealing that idea currently. Like we're working on doing the bat rack here as well. Um, are you using what kind of camera are you using? Oh, this is just uh, your standard iMac. Uh, it looks computer. like it looks like a legit camera. Is, is but, that a, uh, is that a new one? That's a new Mac. Yeah, it's the new Mac. Yes, yeah, yeah. the new Mac. But up here, you can't see. I got this majestic circle. I think like selfie world light. Mm-hmm. That, That's uh, called ring light. Yeah, ring light. Mm-hmm. If you will. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just if you will. It's just throwing down greatness right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. It's actually got a dim. If I get in a jam, you know, I mean, I can lighten it up. If I'm too much for you, let me know. No, you're doing great. Okay. You look great. Feel great. You sound great. Do you feel great? I do. I do. I... Look at this guy. Oh. Look at this guy. This is, this is 40. This is 42. This could take pension this year. <laughs> Think about those, it. Those aren't stock. 
No. Those aren't stock. You're not yeah. getting those on aisle six. Yeah. <laughs> and we're getting ready to take these. Hey, mm-hmm. To go hit to Homer's. Yeah. I love that. Where are you going? Right? London? Yes. London. Yeah, because yeah, you are a part of, and th- th- this is really cool. And and you know what? And look, look, Gomer, let's let's be real. There's there's a guy or two who's hit a few more home runs in their sure. career than somebody like you. What there's not, there's not many more guys, if any, who love the fucking game the way you do and are willing to do the things you're willing to do on a baseball field, in a batting cage, to 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 draw attention to the game, to show the fun that you can have playing the game, playing little games within the game. You're yep. going to go fucking... I mean, can we just take stock of this for two yep. seconds, okay? Of where you're at. Be where your feet are. Well, let's be here. We're celebrating you going and getting an international hall pass to go bludgeon fucking baseballs. How sweet... Is that dude? How how fucking I mean, sweet I mean, is that? I, I'm I'm biased because I'm in the arena on this one, but the the platform, the outlay of this thing, it, it's gonna catch. It's so rad. It's like home run derby, right? So you got the skill factor and the home runs and all this stuff. There's gonna be fucking targets out there and balloons and all this shit. So now it's kind of like <laughs> balloons and shit, you know. <laughs> It's going to be, you know, if you're not hitting, you're on defense. Uh, so there will be some more skills out there and kind of like a dodgeball setup. So now we got home run derby, dodgeball, top golf. And what they're doing is they're dropping this platform in the middle of an existing event. So you got an event with the home run derby X right in the middle of, I think it's called the, the wind festival. It's one of the biggest music festivals in the world, Oh wow! you know, headlined by like Cardi B marshmallow man, like oh, all these people. So it's like the home run derby dropped right in the middle of a modern day. Who the fuck is marshmallow man? Marshmallows, I mean, bro. He's a, he's an EDM guy. Yeah. Jared. Oh uh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Where's that? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I, I knew that. You locked me up by not knowing who that is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Paw Patrol, SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I don't know which way to go. <laughs> I think we should know that guy. <laughs> Add that to the list. Add that to the list. Who, who else is rolling with you? Uh, so I got uh sweet swinging Nishalit, Nick Licious, uh-huh. sweet swinging, swish, swishalish, uh, Aegon, he's gonna yeah. be representing the Dodgers, mm. and Gio Soto. That's actually yes. funny that that Adrian Gonzalez is representing the Dodgers. Like of all the of all the teams he played for, that one's the most forgettable. <clears throat> also, well, I got the sock, so he can't have it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like. Uh, I feel like you were the no-brainer decision for uh, the, representing the Red Sox, but there's also like other people that are playing in this thing or like participating. How did Paige Halstead get involved with the Red Sox? Is she even from the East Coast? Recruited by John Gomes because <clears throat> she's in the the Eric Sim tree. Who's Eric Sim is your guy, yep. and Sim has made content with Paige. So that makes sense. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So what is her role going to be? So each one of the teams is going to have a softball player as well. 
So you got three people on your team. You got the alumni dude. That's you. you got a softball player. That's and me. then your third person is going to be like a content creator. Someone who's from the area. And the three spots right now are London, Seoul, South Korea, and Mexico City. So someone who's got it. Let me, let me know if you need if you need a, a, a list of uh, <clears throat> Red Sox content creators that are from the area. I, you know, I know, for, <laughs> I know some. Yeah, you know, from London, Carabas from London. Oh, from it London. has to be from London. Yeah. And from Seoul, actually South do Korea. know for people from from like there are Red Sox content creators in London. I've been on did, their podcast before. Did you go over there for the? Sox no, changes? we were supposed to. Uh, and then we booked it so last minute that the travel was going to be like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So we were originally going to do it, and then they were like, "Yeah, it's going to run a uh, run about twenty k just to get boots on the ground." We're like, "All right, sick. Let's pass." Budget buster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it I'm, I mean, I'm super. I'm super stoked about it. You know, I was actually to like MLB. I was like, "How'd you guys get to me? Like, what what a great fucking opportunity to travel the world and hit homers." Yeah. <laughs> that's that's part of why i said what i said is because it's understood that that you can have fun with what you're going to be doing and you're going to have fun doing it people are going to see that that's how you sell the product that's how you sell the game is people who enjoy either doing it while they're excuse me are having fun while they're doing it or while they're watching it and talking about whatever it is are you having fun can you fucking sell this thing yeah then let's do it i'm on board i'm on board with the mission man spreading the game getting the game global getting more eyes you know getting more opportunities for the active players selling more jerseys doing all that i mean i'm on board with what the mission is so mm. it's it's I'll, I'll i'll pour my pour my big swings into it what joey we, did, uh, did you know what the marshmallow man was yeah you you didn't really say anything so i feel like you just were trying to be like don't don't choose me marshmallow yeah yeah, I know him. All right. He's a can, fucking... Jay, can you cut that? Yeah, got it. Thank you. <clears throat> um, you set all right. up. He's setting you up, Joe. I, was... I don't even... Nah, it's cut. Well, I don't even know what happened right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at 29 million. That's more than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than me. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. There's 30 million people know who he is. Yeah. Well, 29. 29. 29 There's, and a hook. He's a million people shy of being able to say 30. That's a lot of people. I starts starts with you, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely I'll definitely check it out. Uh for sure. Um <clears throat> Miguel Cabrera. Mickey. 3000 hits. Congratulations. Hey. That's a legend right there. That's a Hall of Famer. Uh did he get that 600 double two or no? He's still on 599. Still on five ninety nine. Uh, actually, you know what? I said this on the broadcast, and I'll say it again here. How many hits does he have as we sit right now? Right three, now, three thousand this moment. Two, three hundred one. I think. Yeah, three thousand one. Yep. So, Gomi, it's it's fair to say, and I'm not. He he three thousand two. I'm two. not. I'm not stretching the truth when I say this. He couldn't have all. done this without you. <laughs> you're damn right he would not be where he's at right now if it wasn't for me that's you, true you three is my witness if mm-hmm. it wasn't for dallas braden miguel cabrera as we sit today is not anywhere near three thousand. i mean he's near three thousand hits but he's yeah 
He's not over the limit. <laughs> He's not over the limit without no, Dallas Braden. So, <clears throat> so congratulations to you too, Dallas. Absolutely. This, this accomplishment Thank belongs you. to you too. It's it's ours. I didn't want to steal this. <laughs> it's ours. Um you know but i mean he's he's done a lot of the work here if we're being yeah. honest yeah yeah he put in the time but i mean you know you, you helped guide him that's it you, you had to hold his hand uh to the finish line of three thousand hits he made it no did you ever watch that dude up close like how many guys were you maybe just hanging around <clears throat> to watch take a round in the cage, like not in the cage, but on the field, or maybe you're in the cage watching guys work for whatever reason, you're bullshit and saying, what's up to fellas. Like, yeah. So and, we can, we can go back to 2003. Uh, that's when we were both in double A. And I remember, you know, in the leaderboards, you know, I was, it was myself and actually it was Rick Ankiel for yes. the home runs, you oh, know, yeah. during that league. And you know, I, I knew who that dude was, but I was like, who's this Miguel Cabrera guy? And then we roll into the Mudcats and I was so excited just to like take it in and see what he was all about. And what stuck out to me the most, obviously the talent and all this stuff, but he'd hit a double and there'd be this huge Mickey Mouse smile on his face. Like he was just having so much fun just playing the game. Right. And then that year he shows up against, uh, who's he? Uh, Roger Clemens. He was hitting yeah. tanks to dead center later in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was just winding up that load. You know, it's kind of like iconic to like, uh, like a Manny Ramirez on the right side. When you yes. see it, like in a shadow, you can be like, Oh, that's Mickey. Dude, um, I was yeah, silhouetted. Like, you know who, you know who it is. Yeah. But I just remember this dude. I mean, he was just, he'd get a hit and he would just like smile and so happy. And I was like, yeah, this dude's it. This dude's gonna be it. Yeah, it, that's oh three, and now we're in freaking twenty two, and this dude's still waffling balls. Well, well <laughs> yeah. that 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 whole at bat against uh, against Clemens was, I mean, it, it was just iconic, and you saw what the future was gonna hold, like in a lot of ways, right? Like the the attitude, the the fuck you, I'm not backing down. Like we're right. both on the same field here. Right. You saw that, and then you you saw the actual physical talent unfold shortly thereafter. Right. Shortly after getting his <clears throat> his tower buzzed, he just fucking pops one and is staring down like possibly the greatest right-handed pitcher of all time. Yeah, I mean, not to be like, I, I don't know what we're diagnosing some of this stuff at, but I mean, this dude's literally looking Roger Clemens in the eye and saying, just come to daddy. You know? <laughs> and then fast forward till today, there's people like vomiting on the field. They're so nervous. <laughs> Like, that's some complete <laughs> fucking separation. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's what the vomiting was from, but like that there's there's yeah, there's it, a difference. It's there's it's like those shark. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you said something. I saw the clip. I saw you yacked and they took him like an inning to clean it up. Mm. <laughs> luscious Fox. Shout out to Luscious Fox. Shout no out to Luscious. luscious. <laughs> no one's talking about him. First luscious, he threw up on the field oh, before oh, first lose the hit. lunch. I feel like uh, that's da- happening more nowadays. I mean, well, like have, you ever, have you ever have you ever vomited at work? Uh, n- no, not not due to nervousness. I could Jared say that. next, please. Mid work, mm. camera red light is on. Oh no, 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 no. No, I don't get nervous. Okay, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I. I make people nervous. 
Oh, hey, easy, easy. Joe, yeah. Joe, mid mid stream, mid camera. Like you, you got the you got the YouTube up and rolling. You got the camera on. I mean, you're not live, but you're you're recording. You ever just had to fucking? Probably, bro. Sometimes I get like when I eat food, I get it like kind of stuck in my throat. I have like bad, you know, I have like weird digestive things sometimes. Like, uh, <laughs> you getting emotional about it? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, yeah, I throw up more than most people, I think. Yeah. So That's where Jake's definitely. at right now. Yeah, Jake's probably. <laughs> yeah, we're probably not helping the Jake situation as, as we yeah. speak. Um, yeah, Johnny, our, our producer, Jake, who is is usually on on screen and uh, throwing takes out there. He's got a he's got a 102 burner right now, and uh, he's he's trying to just tough it out. But um, yeah, Jake will usually be in the mix. Also, Dallas, I wanted to ask you uh, and be honest. Of don't course. lie. Have don't I try. Don't other than? don't try and pull the tough guy thing here. Just be honest with us. It's just it's just five friends just having to have a little baseball chat. Jared, <clears throat> I don't want to be anything. Sorry, go ahead. When you face a guy like Miguel Cabrera, own him. <laughs> does it feel does it feel different when when someone like that steps in the batter's box oh dude you you've you've heard me you've heard me say this about miguel cabrera is that this is a person that you just feel and johnny you can you can speak to this as a hitter with guys who have mound presence or are just a sizable figure but he fills up the batter's box. He steps into the batter's box <clears throat> and he takes up the whole damn thing. And you can physically feel him between you. You can feel the energy he's creating from the batter's box out on the mound. And that's just a, it's like, you know, with his little bat waggle, it's like you can almost feel that breeze out there. Like you can't, but you can because that's how locked in and in tune with everything that's going on around you, you you are and when that dude walks in it is it's an air of greatness and it's an air of strength like all in this ball of energy this big fucking ball this boulder of energy really and yeah. then it just like uncorks with a bullet to right center and you're like fuck you like did i survive that did it stay in the park did i survive that okay all right I'll tell you, I, I, he he has this uh, style too, that like he'll kill you with kindness, right? He's kind of just this big bubbly personality. <laughs> he'll do this huge meet and greet with the catcher and the umpire, and he'll tip his hat to you as the pitcher. Look around like he just kind of doesn't know where he is. And then, whack! <laughs> like, you know, like almost you think maybe he's taking the first pitch or something. No. And then, yeah. yeah, he's the dude that, you know, I do have nannying in the show. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just hope no one's on base. Because they're, you know, he's the fucking bus driver, man. He's getting the kids home safe every single fucking time. Mm, Undebatable. That's it. That's it. Like, he, he's, the, he's the reference point for, I mean, I just used this comparison the other day. Uh a hole open on the field on the right side and you got runners in scoring position. Well, like Miggy's going to shoot the hole instead of trying to get big, which he can do. You make the mistake. He's going to cripple you. No doubt. But uh, like chips are down. This dude will cut the swing down and shoot the hole 
and and just kind of leave you standing there like damn dude like i could feel how easy that was mm, yeah it makes you feel naked Miguel how about the yanks Cabrera. intentionally walking him where does that land on the bush league meter intentionally walking him because he couldn't what so he doesn't get to <clears throat> three thousand three yeah 000? see that yeah yeah no i'm trying to win the game i'm i'm i'm, I'm cool with that it was three to nothing <laughs> blow out <laughs> yeah no eh, miguel no. cabrera is is a objectively uh let's say he's he's listed at 39 let's say he's he's a little bit older than that uh you're 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 walking Miguel Cabrera right now, and his seven thirty. All due respect to Miguel Cabrera, but he's thirty nine years old. Uh, and he's got a seven thirty nine OPS. You really need to walk him in front of a, a home crowd when he's sitting on two thousand nine hundred ninety nine hits. That feels a little like fuck you to the crowd more than like let's win a ball game. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I mean, yeah, they didn't want it on. Uh, didn't want it on their turf, right? So. But yeah, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have watched it. I'm not too hung up over it. Tell you the truth, I mean, I think there's some other stuff going on right now. I mean, I, I'd rather what, talk about that that slide into home plate in San Diego where that that ruffled some feathers. I mean, over oh, so so wh- wh- where are you at on that? Let's hear that. I'd love to hear that. Which one? On are you talking about the the void slide? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I saw some stuff on the morning after, and it was just like, oh, freaking da 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 fam wants to fight the dude in that slide. And then I saw the slide, and I instantly thought, like, that wasn't it. Like, where's, right. the, where's the other clip? Where, where's yeah. the slide that's an issue? <laughs> yeah, Like, that was probably the first one that sparked something. But then, like, where's the other ones? I mean... Let's let's go back just like ten years in the game. We don't have to go too far back. I mean, oh, you were trying to yard sale the catcher, mm-hmm. and that was the the way to slide. You mm-hmm. were trying to yard sale the shortstop, and by changing those rules, it didn't save our game. You know, it, it was just you know just too many no, feelings it, involved. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it created it created a whole lot of. Um, the, the, the mechanics of the game have changed. I just watched Sean Murphy yesterday get called on an interference call at home plate in which he actually backed up to give, quote unquote, a lane. But what you understand about that rule at home plate is when you got the catcher's leg spread, you would think being able to get to the plate through his legs is a lane, right? That's not a lane. It is not a lane. And if the catcher's leg, if his left leg is in foul territory at any point in time in foul territory, that's considered blocking the running lane as yeah. well. So that's that's a bang right there. And it has changed the way the position is defended, is fielded, is, you know, like, like the pre-footwork. Like, well, there's just a whole lot. Same thing around the bag at second base. Guys are protected by the bag. Right, yep. you can't pop up slide to break up a double play anymore like they used to early on when the rule changed. Like there's just did Luke Voigt ever comment about this? No, I don't think so. Or if he did, I hadn't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Because um, I mean, like I still think that that <clears throat> the theory that I had makes the most sense. That uh, enough was being made about 
Tommy Pham essentially making comments saying like I'm only here for me like I'm only here to put up numbers and and shut everyone up and like he it didn't sound like he believed in the team he was just there to kind of be an individual and then that slide happens and we mentioned Roger Clemens it was like and Manny Ramirez it was like the the 2003 ALCS when that brawl had happened with Pedro and Don Zimmer and all that and then the game resumes Clemens throws a heater up near Manny's head, but nowhere near it. And then Manny just starts walking out with the bat, just looking for a reason. I feel like that's kind of what happened here with with Tommy Pham in that situation was he was getting called out for being a bad teammate, only caring about himself. One, I mean, you know, uh, uh, there was a concussion as a result of the play. So I, I get being upset that your teammate is hurt. But in terms of breaking it down is, is this dirty? Is this not? No, I, I I don't think anyone outside of the Reds clubhouse felt that it was dirty. Or at least I haven't seen it. If someone else came forward and said something or they said it privately or whatever, like I haven't seen any reaction to anyone outside of that Reds organization being like, damn, what a what a dirty slide that was by Luke Voigt. And then I guess Luke Voigt is kind of smart for laying low on it. Well, just let, right. it, let it be. Let, let yeah. it be what it is because he knows what's up. He, he wasn't trying to fucking hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think you're dead on with that. Um, yeah. But I, I I wouldn't mind watching those two guys fight either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if it has to be over this, but I mean mm. those are some big dudes that probably could get a little bit of a little bit of a pay per view. I mean, yeah, they're big, moving, they're, they're moving the needle. They're, big they're calls out the there trying to get everyone to fight. I wonder if we can get this guy on board. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's yeah. here's what I want to know. Johnny Gomes. Oh. Is standing out in right field. You just you're out in right field. Why why is it an insult when you say that I'm in right field? But it's a it's a badge of honor if you say it to Johnny Gomes. Well, because we're talking about the big leagues. Yeah, but I have like a big league arm, which is confirmed yeah. by big league baseball players. Johnny, I I don't want to just like toot my own horn here. Like Dallas yeah. is obviously trying to make this like a Johnny Gomes thing right now. Yep. But we played in a uh, charity baseball game in in Dallas, Texas, back in November. Okay. Uh, runner on first base. I'm in right field. Base hit through the right side. I scoop it up. And I know that that runner's not going first to third on me, but I just wanted to let him know that it was a good decision. So I just come up firing to third base, hit the third baseman in the chest, probably like, I don't know, call it 98 off the flat ground. And I forget who was, who was it there? It was it, uh, 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 Brent Rooker. Of the Minnesota Twins, because yep. he was, I think he was the runner. And I was like, you know, be honest. I was like, be honest with Dallas here. If I were in the big leagues, do I have the undecided or the the 100% worst arm in the big leagues? And he was like, no, like he wouldn't. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I just, want it, I just want it on record that a major league baseball player active today said my arm could be show i'm just saying anyways continue because anytime that dallas says oh oh, yeah jared's a right fielder i take that as a compliment i mean right field you should jared carabas mookie betts aaron judge roberto clemente all right fielders anyways continue with what you're going to say dallas no i I wasn't talking yeah you were you started the whole (laughs) thing about all right you're standing in right field and i just want to stand up for right fielders across across america i was talking the world really so Johnny Gomes, the big leaguer, standing right on the fielder, b- big league, 
He's in right field. Diamond playing right field in the big leagues. Just wears a fucking can of yingling to the back of the dome. And you turn around and it's just trash and mayhem getting thrown at you by what what some are calling trash Yankee fans. Subhuman. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) That's that. What do you what do you do? Because that's pay-per-view right there. Yeah, that's that's pay-per-view right there. But but we all saw what happened with the Yankees in the Guardians game. Miles Straw uh, just got himself a nice little contract and is now scaling the center field wall, just begging for somebody, begging for anybody to come on down. Um, I didn't see any fans come on down. But what do you what do you do? Well, let me uh, let me rewind the clock here for you real quick, Dallas. <laughs> let me take you to 2004 in Culiacan, Mexico, okay, in okay. winter ball. And I'm playing center field. And I look in between my legs as a wick is going down into a little circular device. Oh, God. And I just bail to the right as I hear pss, smoke bomb. Uh-huh. Right in between my legs. The whole, yeah, the whole crowd behind me goes crazy. And I'm like, I, I don't think it's that funny, but <laughs> whatever. So I'm proceeding to play center field, like, I don't know, 80 feet behind second, because I don't want explosives thrown at me. <laughs> Playing Rover. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that, that that's where I was. And I wasn't trying to fight anyone or anything. Do I think it's Bush? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, if I went, you know, I always try and do like metaphors or kind of whatever, like imagine going to the grocery store and the lady screws up your order and you just, just throw a can of beans at her. Right? Like she's <laughs> yeah. at her workplace. You're visiting her workplace. Is, is What's the difference, right? What's the difference in just, you know, you're at a fast food joint and they screw up your order and you take your drink and you open the top and you just dump it. <laughs> Look, right there. I am, like, I I am, had no cheese. Look, I, am, <laughs> I had hey, no cheese. That's Boom, that's what we're that's what we're see. This is my point. That's what we're talking about when we we say, "Do I come to your job and do I?" Well, that the difference here, and I, I'm not Hold defending on. these 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 mongoloids, but their defense will be. I paid to be here. I paid a ticket to come see this so, so I can do whatever I want. I paid it's for like, this I, food. I paid yeah. for this food. This yeah. happened to me yesterday. The pizza. I had. I ordered a pizza. No onions. But I just don't want the onions. I want everything else you're doing on this thing. I'm down. I love the vibe here. Please. Olives, roasted garlic. Fuck yeah. Hit me right in the cocksucker with them. But you know what I don't want? I just don't want the onions. That's all I don't want. Okay. And you know what I got? First bite on every fucking slice I had. Onions. onions i swear to god if i could have wound that pizza up and thrown it and just smacked the fucking server right in the grill with that pizza it would have felt so good terrible example for the children at the table with me at the time but it would have felt so good i don't know that i would have done it i want to feel like i would have done it i want to hope that i wouldn't have done it but if i would have done it i know it would have felt good because if it's legal it's almost like uh the purge instead of you know just that that window of opportunity to go off your neighbor because he's been whacking your grass if you know what i mean like this this is this is what everybody should get i feel like we should get one day a month where you can do that 
to I be think, fair, I think, the real right Kim- field, I think if I was in right field, I probably would have been like, yeah, you guys are dumb. See you later. Right. Oh, no. Like, yeah, I'm out of here. You know, we, we lost the game. That sucks. Have a good time. We're going to come back tomorrow and try and, you know, torch you guys. See and I, and if I was on the Yankee side, I wouldn't have been like, Oh gosh, Hey, sorry. Don't do that. Ooh. <laughs> and the yard duty as well as, you know, everything else. <laughs> It's like, hey, man, I mean, Frank, those guys have been there since probably smashing beers since 10, right? They've probably oh, got a good four and a half hours of just slamming yinglings. Let them launch one or two at the end and call it a good time. You wouldn't mm. just fucking catch one in the air and just fucking grab it. I'd probably catch <laughs> it in Stone Cold. And be like, if you guys don't want it, I want it. <laughs> you see, like when they did that first beer at him, he turned around and picked it up like he's about to fucking chuck it at him, dude. But he thought better. That would have been who did Mercado. Oh yeah, well, yeah. yeah. He caught it right. He he like caught it. He caught one of them. Yeah, yeah. He caught, but that he first one, it. he turned around. He fucking got it up real quick. He's like, oh man, he wanted. Like, you have to every right shit. to chuck it back. Yeah. See, I feel like once once that's getting done, once once those things are getting thrown at you, anything thrown at you, if you can secure, you should be able to throw back. What do you think you get? Not you wouldn't get a fine for that. Checking no, I'm just, I just made it legal. Them. I just made it. These are all reasons why I need to be commissioner of baseball. I just made it totally legal for every one of those players on the field to huck those beers back into the crowd. Totally legal, free of any prosecution. You think uh, you think Miles Straw is going to get a suspension? No. Uh, possibly. I sure They fucking gave not. Tim Anderson one. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. a fucking finger. Yeah. Yeah. And this and Miles Straw did scale the fence, and, <laughs> oh, and have sure Spider Man up the fence. Yeah, and have some choice words. So Let me see. we'll see. He didn't do anything. You can't you can't suspend a guy for climbing a fence. I'm not telling Bro, you that I would suspend him. I just told you I made it street legal. Yeah, you can't do that. You can if he like spit at them or took a swipe. I mean, how is that any different? Then when a player turns around and says, like, go fuck yourself to a fan that's been riding him all game. That happens well, all the time. No one gets all, suspended. It's all about perception. Like, if there's children around, like, that, you know what I mean? There's kids in the stands, man. Like, is that what you want to be doing? Like, do you want? Yeah. You're trying to sell the product. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to teach a closer life look. He just wanted a closer look. Yeah. They were trying to have a dialogue. Yeah. They should. Also, he should be but- celebrated. Remember he was Jared, saying. Do you remember like, this? Yeah. Uh, what I is? Punted a few beers into the crowd. Oh yeah, the celebration. Yeah, didn't you almost kill a guy? Ah, I wouldn't say kill. He just didn't have good hands at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. There, there's some reverse. There's reverse to the whole deal. Yeah, it's yeah, cool Johnny to throw Gomes. beers into the crowd after a win. Yeah, punting some beers. Uh, actually punted. Punted a helmet after a walk-off homer. Yeah. yeah, you were you were punt happy. You were punt happy that year. I don't know what it was. Almost like uh, <laughs> like Johnny like discovered punting that year. He was very excited about it. Um, very enthusiastic. Also, you know, speaking about uh, since we're on the topic of the Yankees and if Dallas were commissioner, um, Dallas. I don't know if you saw this video. Uh, it was tweeted out, I believe, by a Yankee fan. I can't tell if he deleted it or not, but I can send it to you if you can't see it. I just retweeted it. Um, it was Garrett Cole's first start where he didn't absolutely suck since mm-hmm. last August. Yep. And um, 
you know, I was happy for him. Uh, I think I think the game I think the game is better when Garrett Cole is is good, you know, and it's just I I don't I didn't know how to explain this to my son this morning when he said, "Dad, Garrett Cole kept wiping his hand on his pants every time that he threw a pitch." Um, is he is he cheating, Dad? And I'm like, probably, son. Uh, he's he's been known to do that. He he did it for his entire career in Houston and. And then until he got caught with the Yankees, he was cheating. So it, it it wouldn't surprise me if he was if he was doing it again because this is the first time that he hasn't sucked since he stopped uh, cheating. Um, so I, I'm just more or less asking, like, do you think I handled the situation with my son correctly? And um, if you were commissioner, how, how would you handle this situation for just a, a chronic cheater that can't control himself? Whoa! I mean, I, first of all, I, I don't know. You're, you're telling me that. Garrett Cole wiping his hand on mm-hmm. his pant leg yes. is indicative of him mm-hmm. cheating? Yes. I don't know. I, I don't percent I do not. Yeah. Are you seeing I, the video? Can you take a look? No, I'm trying to. I'm, yeah. Because if if he were just like wiping sweat, which it wasn't hot out, uh, and it, it would, there wouldn't be like discoloration in his pants either if it were just sweat either. So some sort of substance uh, there. We're, yeah, I don't. I don't see. Your, yeah, I just uh, tweet it. It's my last tweet. <clears throat> Jared, if you if you are wrong, mm-hmm. what oh. what else could it be? Um, the tweet is oh no, mustard. Yeah, I would say it could only be a substance that shouldn't be there. You know what substance is allowed to be there? You just no, so, you're just supposed to pitch. So, so look, I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the order of operation here. Mm-hmm. Pitch pants. No, hold on. Did he just? Hmm. It's it doesn't look. It doesn't look good for him. A guy that's already been caught for something. Uh, it doesn't look good, Dallas. You know, and the timing of it. The timing of it don't look good either, does it, Dallas? You've been on the rubber, Dallas. It commissioner's seems like office is closed. <laughs> Dallas, you're the commissioner like you of this league. To something. Dallas, you're the commissioner of this league, right? Commissioner's office is closed. Dallas, man. you're the commissioner of this league. <laughs> uh, we we've submitted we've submitted the evidence, and we we got to know, you know, as the commissioner of this league, what's the verdict here? What does it look like to you? What are you seeing? What are you seeing, oh. Dallas? Uh, I'm seeing a uh, look. I don't know what the weather was like that day. It it, it was fine. Definitely wasn't hot. It's not sweat. So okay. Well, Next so question. I see him. I see, <laughs> <Next question. laughs> I see him. I see him going to his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, blowing into his hand mm-hmm. to try to create moisture, so, some grip. It could be moisture. Yeah, it could be moisture because moisture might help create a little bit of grip, mm. and then. You know, routinely doing that and grabbing a dirty baseball a hundred plus times could lead to a smudging, if you will, mm-hmm. on a place that you routinely touch. And so over time, you might think it's a substance that he's going to, but it's really just the dust and the dirt on the baseball or the mud that the ball gets rubbed up with that has eventually found its way to his pant leg because he's creating moisture when he blows in his hand and then he's wiping his pant leg, grabbing the baseball. So all that really is, that's just, that's mud. 
That's mud yeah. on his pant leg. Yeah. Sorry. So hmm. you're probably the guy that if you went into a clubhouse and you saw syringes on the ground, you'd be like, there's a bunch of diabetics we, on this exactly. team. We've got a ton of diabetics and that's fine. <laughs> We're here to take care of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Safety <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. Am I, I mean, come on. You're telling me that that's not a viable defense. I don't hear you fucking punching back. What? Let's hear something. Mm. It's mud. It's just mud, Jared. Corporate I didn't Dallas. see the clip, but his spin rate is like the same all year. Oh, hey, stats. hey, because you know what? Which, Jared, there's a solid chance that if those numbers weren't the same, that that's what you would have led with. Correct. But the problem is that would be the truth, Jared. And oh. you, you can't handle the truth. No, I can handle the truth. I can handle the truth. <clears throat> um, because those are that's not even something that you have to like wait for. Oh, if Derek Cole's spin rate had spiked, uh, we would know while he was still on the mound. So, yeah, that's a good point, Dallas. If I, he were to- I, I, th- I think he's all right. I do. I mean, they check your hand when you come off the mound. They check your belt, your cap. They got the ball police no, hey, these hey, days. Hey, it's, hey. it's hard. It's hard to well, get away with it. I'll say this, though. They, they, they don't check all of that anymore, dude. They don't. They, they legitimately watch him. Watch them. All they check is the hand. That's all they check. Yeah. There's no taking the hat off and looking and, and like rubbing their hand on the rim or there's none of that. None of that is done anymore. It's legit. Just walk over. You see the pitcher put their hand out. They look at the hand. See you later. It's mm. because now they have a baseline. They can just look at their spin rate. If they're using something, they're going to fucking know just by the stats. So th- this is what I think. I, I-, I think that. There's some communication going on in those earpieces with New York and the umpiring crew about stuff like that. Yeah. And also, do you think they even care if it's like pine tar? They just want like spider tech. Like that's the shit they actually care. Well, they would they would care about pine tar and stuff like that, Joe, because they're looking to like they're looking to be able to police something. So if you're looking to try to police something or or control something, you have to create a baseline of offense, right? If you do this, we can come after you. So that's what pine tar and spider tack and blah, 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 being used on a baseball is, is it's the baseline. Like you can't use any of this shit. That's why they're trying to develop. And, you know, here's your rosin bag. Here's your rosin bag. You can't use each other's rosin bag. Visiting clubs, home clubs, can't provide their own rosin bag. Like, what the fuck? Like, straight up. I was pitching in an era where we had rosin from the visiting clubhouse. I made sure I was shown by a veteran which clubhouse to get the rosin from because that rosin was the best rosin in the fucking league. And so I walked around with multiple bags of rosin that I carried with me in Hmm. my travel bag. Just shit you did. Mm. Who had the best rosin? Let me guess. Seattle. Cubs. Cubs. Seattle. Oh. Best mm. rosin in the league. Mm. Our Mariners. Yeah, They're the on fire, Mariners. bro. Back They're to our Mariners. Worse, what's, what's worse? What would you what would you be more offended from? A pitcher having spider tack, which would give the pitcher an advantage. Mm-hmm. Or if you were the pitcher and the runner on second is relaying your signs to the hitter. Well, that's that's the game. You got to be better about hiding your signs. That's part of the game. If you're, if you're not stealing signs electronically, then 
that's on us for you being able to pick that up. I think even in the compare, like if the, if the comparison was like hitters using steroids versus pitchers using spider tack, <laughs> then it would be pitchers using spider tack because even with hitters using steroids, we're still going to fail 70% of the goddamn time. Like you, you don't need more of an advantage as a pitcher. Like the game is designed for you to have a massive advantage without having to cheat. Uh, so yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> good. Got I'm talking about good pitchers, Dallas. I thought I just hear. I thought I just heard you try to tell the the good people listening to this mm-hmm. that this game was this game was geared for the pitcher. Uh yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? No. Jared, do you understand? Are you kidding me, Dallas? Do you want no, listen? Listen. <laughs> Buckle up. There no, we go. Here we go. At this age. Do you understand that all of the changes made to the game mm-hmm. have essentially been based around the pitcher and the dominance of the men on the mound? That that is why, Jared, they moved the motherfucker back. They lowered the motherfucker. The, Everything they've done has been geared around giving the offense more of a chance to succeed. It's right. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's that's why it's more difficult to be a hitter because you are going to even the best even now. And we'll we I guess this is a good transition into uh, like I think Will Middlebrooks was tweeting about this, talking about how offense is essentially at all time lows in terms of run scored, batting average, and all that. Uh, it's becoming even harder. Even even with the sticky stuff crackdown, and I think that they've done a good job of it because that, that was another question that I was going to ask is uh, the way that they've sort of policed performance-enhancing drugs, um, there are still guys that are doing it and getting away with it because the uh, the science will always be ahead of the testing. But with sticky stuff, to Joey's point, if if you have a random, unexplainable uh, spike in spin rate, you're using something. We don't have to test the balls or the hat or the belt or whatever. You just look at the spin rate and be like, uh, yeah, uh, cut the shit, dude. So it's very hard. You feel very if you're a pitcher, you feel very seen because not only uh, it's not like when when a guy hits three homers and you've got the 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 dude with a piss cup at your at your locker after the game, and then you test. And then maybe you pop, but then you appeal. And then we find out, you know, two months later that that guy tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. If for a pitcher using sticky shit, the whole world knows while you're on the mound, you're not even done with your start yet. And you've already been convicted in a court of law for using sticky shit because those spin rate numbers are blasted all across Twitter in the first inning of your six inning start. They're pitch to pitch. They're pitch yes. to pitch. And you can watch every pitch and the difference between what the average spin rate on that pitch is for this individual and what this current spin rate is right now, what that was and how how much greater or how much less spin was applied to that pitch compared to the average spin generated. Like it's right there. That's why I said I think that there's communication. What but would that the- communication do? Oh, just let the umpires know, like, like, hey, 
Like we're watching this right now, and and, and this guy's got he, he's plus two fifty right now. Like you've got a like something's up here. Just just keep an eye out. I think if, if a pitcher was plus two fifty, you fucking stop the game and go out there right then. <laughs> that's enough. Like it, that's enough to if it was. Plus, I would say that's the exact number I would throw out there. Like, if you were like, if there was a spike of blank you had out there, I'd say two fifty RPM. Well, that's that's. I mean, they were spiking big time last year in the playoffs, and nothing mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, no one said a fucking word about it because it was the Astros. <laughs> they were like, the Astros were doing that. Not not every team. Fucking uh, Luis Garcia. Uh, his his RPM was through the fucking roof, and there's video of of him like taking like he was putting it in like in his hair and like on the side of his temple and all this shit. And you know, obviously, Red Sox fans were were screaming gel, at the mountaintops. Gel, and no one gave a fuck. No one Red gave Sox, a fuck. The Red Sox were spiking too, man. After that, because they were like, all right, if if they're gonna do it, no one's gonna do anything about it. Then like we're gonna have an even playing field, but. The Astros, like Luis Garcia basically started it. I think it was like game three. He started doing it. And then when it was decided that this was not going to be policed, the Red Sox were like, all right, fuck you then. Like, we're going to do it too. But thanks for thanks for being the litmus test of going out there and seeing if the league gives a shit. I was always thinking that if it's like game seven World Series and you're coming in, they're going to check you after the inning. You're throwing one inning. Just put on spider tack. They fucking... What you're suspended the next game? There's no next game. <laughs> yeah, like a game seven World Series would be everyone's well, tacked up. And you're, you're, we're not <laughs> replaying that inning, are we? You're not going to make the boys come back out because no, you're not. So uh, is that why offense is down? I mean, ha- no. Is is there anything an, uh, a hitter can do with no one on to be performance enhancing? Steroids. Also, Dallas for for the future. I think we need to make you. Uh, a tinfoil hat to wear for segments like this because you're not wrong, but it's so crazy what's going on with this league over the last couple of years that when you explain it in a factual manner, you sound like a tinfoil hat crazy person, but it (laughs) is what's going on. It is what's going on. What is Johnny just asked why the offense is down. And the answer to that, to that question sounds like a tinfoil hat theory, but it's not. Oh, about well, I, I believe Johnny, and and I have what I reason would call strong reason to believe that it has everything to do with the baseball. Well, yeah, you're I, right. I mean, there's a, it, it's I I don't know why we're changing this ball. It'd be like if the NBA just had the you know, the hoop at 10, two and didn't tell anybody. And then it went down to <laughs> nine, you know, 11, we didn't tell anybody. And when you went to this place, it was at 11 feet and we didn't tell anybody. We just told everybody it was 10 feet. I don't get it. But why is the offense down? Well, fuck. I don't know. First of all, but you got guys throwing a hundred miles per hour nightly, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Nightly. Some dude just went out there for the Cincinnati Reds and threw 36 of them in <laughs> one freaking start. Okay. The average freaking velocity when I made it to the big league was 88.6 miles per hour. That's average, right? And that's an 03. Right. Now, I think one, maybe two pitchers have gone over a hundred pitches. So what does that mean? You're not getting your third time around. No. Right. Which is this big hoorah deal. You're not getting your third time around, which means you don't have to establish your fastball as a starter. 
right? You got freaking 60 to 80 pitches to punch out as many tickets as you can, right? And then now that the rosters are expanded, when you come up to the third and fourth time, fourth is probably the closer, or it's the guy that throws the pitch that you suck at, right? Try facing Tampa. Each guy in the bullpen has an absolute one elite pitch, okay? I can't hit a slider. They go get the elite slider guy. <laughs> can't hit a changeup. They go get the elite changeup throwing guy. When you're in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning, whatever you suck at, that's what you're facing. <laughs> You're it's no true. longer, you're not going to hit there. Book it. See how many homers are hit against the starter in the eighth and ninth inning this year. You got and the now, dude coming out with freaking no hits. Yeah. And For now sure. think about this. Think about this. <clears throat> as far as offense goes, what could you physically do to give yourself a chance against what you're talking about physically. What can you physically do as a hitter? Because pitchers can train to throw even harder than we're throwing right now. And with hand-eye coordination, the nastiness and the effectiveness is only going to get better. So if you're looking at this the way I'm looking at this, hitters... You fucking cavemen, you. You're going up to the plate with the same club you've been dragging around since the inception of this game. All the while, you've been asking us rock throwers to move back and lower yourself on the mound. And all the while, we've done it with a smile on our face and continue to make hitting a baseball the most difficult thing to do in sport and baseball continues to search for ways to make it easier. I'm here to tell you that there's nothing you're ever going to be able to do with the plate. Nothing, nothing at all. Nothing. You're helpless. The only thing you'll ever be able to do is change your approach is to say, I'm going to limit the swing and miss. That's what I'm going to do. And by doing that, I'm going to sacrifice the power. And that's what I'm, that's how I'm going to increase my bat to ball rate. Other than that, there's there's no helping the caveman at home plate with the same billy club. So uh, I also saw this point was made, and it, and it makes sense, but I don't know scientifically how much of a difference it would it would make. Um, <clears throat> but the seams on the baseballs are higher, mm-hmm. and it it would it ties into what we were just talking about before this with the Garrett Cole stuff and the sticky stuff. Higher seams equals better grip, but higher seams also equals more drag on the baseball, which would mean a shorter distance traveled. Do you think that that is a factor? Uh, yeah, it could actually. So you also have to think about this: every baseball team this season using a humidor. Every baseball team, right? So I, I, I want to. I, I'm going to say some numbers here. In 2021, venues with a humidor in them had a home run to strikeout rate of 3.5% in 2021 with a humidor. Venues with a humidor this season, 4.94%. 
or that was in 2021. 2022, that's gone up to 3.9% and 3.78%. And those are in venues with humidors. Let's, uh, let's do a, a role reversal from the offensive side to the pitching side, right? So I'm up to the plate. We got a runner on third base. And it's a 1-1 count. And I step out and I go like this. As the hitter. Let me go scroll through here. Like this. I go, oh, okay. 82% of the time, he's got a changeup coming in. Okay, let me put this in my back pocket right here. Okay. And then he steps up. And he doesn't throw a changeup, right? And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and I go like this. Time. I go to the dugout to my hitting coach, and he pulls out the freaking iPad, and he goes, that's what pitchers have. The catcher's got fucking notes right here. He's got his mental coach shrink with signs in his fucking ear, and he has the ability from some jabroni to call timeout and walk out to the mound and walk him through the at-bat. The hitter, you're on your own, bro. You got no notes on your arm. You can't go back to the iPad anymore because there's no such thing as an offensive timeout, right? <laughs> the, the defensive pitcher gets one per inning. And if he needs a translator, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Does I've it? never thought about it that way. Yeah, what are you doing when, when the guy just goes like this? Right here, hold on. He shook twice and went to the rosin bags. I got a note on that. <laughs> yep, here we go. Homer. Now what happens? Everybody wears one, right? Because you can go to these, you can go to these numbers, right? And every single pitcher will fall into something. Every single pitcher. I know pitchers all the time that were at an 89% and higher that after this off-speed pitch, he threw this off-speed pitch. After he went fastball out, he went changeup out, and then he followed with the curveball inside. So many fucking patterns, 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 patterns. 92% of the time, it's a fastball out of the zone on a 3-2 count. Boom, boom, boom. What if I had these numbers? Well, it sounds like you do. Sounds like you have a Rolodex. <laughs> and I do. I, and, and that's – and look, you have you, – you know what VR tools are out there these days? Yeah. You got guys taking at bats at the breakfast table. Johnny, I can't I can't take it at bat at the breakfast table as a pitcher. I'm just stuck with my own devices. All I can do is visualize. Like I don't have win reality. Shout out win, no free ads. I don't have them helping us out. I've got to just visualize how I'm trying to thumb this one over there and hopefully I get this big caveman to swing at it, but all he's seeing is left handers anyway. So he's got a pretty good idea of what my changeup's gonna do. But, but you know what? In between his fucking bowl of oats and slamming his OJ, he's just taking a look at my 2-2 change piece. I don't have that ability. That's not fair. You got iPads running on loop in the fucking dugout. We've all seen that. There's five different iPads set up for each pitch, each different count that he could possibly be throwing this damn thing in. There's information out there. I believe, again, hitters, there's some of there, there. There's some of you who are so stupid, 
so stupid. <laughs> and then there's others who understand how to keep it stupid simple and understand the mechanics and understand the artistry, but just don't know how to like. So there, there's there's a lot of the hitters who just don't uh, don't understand simplifying things. Yeah, which the biggest separation is flat out, unlike umpires, like it's the human element between the hitter and the pitcher. Because at the end of the day, the average mistake, the average mistake, I take my glove and I sit it down and out mm-hmm. on this corner. The average mistake is 16.2 inches. Homer, not Homer, Homer. Not Homer. The average mistake right here of this dude getting loaded all the way here to all the way there, right? So the human element of the mistakes is what what makes the game tick way over numbers. Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. And adjusting, making those adjustments. Do you think we'll get to a place where where hitters will have, like, the fucking notes? I I, I absolutely would have fucking loved it, and I would have loved to have been the first, and I've thought about this since fucking 2005. Can right? they stop it, you? Like, is that something? No, no, just no one's done I think it. They have a, you, I think they said that you can't do that this year. I'm pretty sure. Offensively? Huh. Yeah, I thought. I think they, they, they had but to. The only like, one that can wear a, a band is the catcher. Like and the like shortstop. And the center fielder. And the first baseman. Yeah, because they've got note cards. Like, yeah, they have, like, the defensive alignment. alignment cards in their hats and shit yeah. like that. Every time there's a pitching change, it's like the tennis ball boys that run out to the outfield and the infield and hand out all the information that's about to happen before it happens. Yep. yep. That's crazy. Here's the playbook. Yep. And the hitters <clears throat> up there just butt naked. Yeah. Speaking of playbooks, we got to talk about sports books because baseball fans, it's time to step up to the plate with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If the sportsbook is not available yet in your state, you can take a swing at Stacks of Green with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Baseball Contest. New customers can play for free for thousands in prizes with their first deposit. Pick a lineup of two pitchers and eight batters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared. That is J-A-R-E-D. Bet just $5 to win $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. That is promo code Jared at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Going to be 21 plus to play. Restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. See the show notes for details. Um, I... uh. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, that. I don't know if you saw the three fans that were wearing the sell the team Bob uh, bags over their heads. And they were being interviewed live during the game and were asked to take the bags off of their heads. I don't know that I've ever... I mean, we see sign confiscation and things of that nature... If if the sign is inappropriate, but wearing a bag over your head after you just had a full blown fire sale of your team, and in addition to that, have the owner of the team publicly say, uh, like, and more or less deal with it, or where else are you going to go? 
Like, what do you say to the fans that are upset about what's going on? Well, where else are you going to go? Hello, it's 2022. It's not about supporting another baseball team. It's about not giving a fuck about baseball. There's so many things that can take up a person's time or attention on a daily basis that you you can't get cocky about a fan or just a human being giving their attention to you and your product in today's world. We got Netflix, we got Prime, we got Hulu. There's all kinds of shit that like that's like you're not if if you're a major league baseball owner, you have to realize you're not competing with other sports anymore. Like Netflix is a competitor to major league baseball. Like Twitter <laughs> the internet, Instagram is a competitor to Major League Baseball. You're not competing for uh, with other sports. You're competing with things that could take up someone's attention in today's world. Like YouTube. That's why it's smart to have Major League Baseball games on YouTube because that's where people are right now. That's where young people are. Uh, Apple TV, even though I haven't figured out how the fuck to do it. I've been everyone's making fun of me because I can't figure out how to do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's very odd to have that stance. When if you're the owner of the Cincinnati Reds, it's not like you're you're trying to say to your fans, like, come on, guys, like we we have all these like, you know, young up and comers. We got something good going on here. Like, take the bag off your head. It's like, no, you just you just sold off major key pieces of your team and then said to your fan base, well, what are you going to do about it? You're going to pay attention to something else like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, to the last place, three and thirteen, negative forty-one run differential. Cincinnati Reds. Uh, yeah, uh, it's we are going to pay attention to something else. So I, I just wanted to make a note of that. That's all. Well, yeah the 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 roster for the Reds this year isn't quite fucking ideal. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'll tell you what is ideal is the fucking big red machine. Is Cincinnati host a baseball team that is the oldest in Major League Baseball history? Mm, they had the first lore. fucking night game, right? They, their fan base is the fucking jam. There mm-hmm. is a parade for opening day where elementary school kids from kindergarten on know opening day baseball, we don't have school. Right. That's beautiful. These fucking people are the jam. Right. The Cincinnati Red fan base is so fucking invested from their great, great, great grandpa that grew up watching the game right down the road. Those people are fucking invested and I wouldn't fuck with them. That's why that's why this hurts, man. It hurts. And I I can feel I totally empathize. I sympathize with the fan base. I get it. Uh, what what else can you do as a fan aside from express yourself? And you feel like you've shown up at the ball game and expressing yourself is no longer allowed or no longer okay. Well, then you do start thinking about other ways to entertain yourself in in that area, and that that sucks because of everything you just said about that franchise, Johnny. They. They have a special place in the history of baseball. And it is such a fucking kick in the gut after what the Bengals did. Right. I mean, they are just hot and heavy on sports right now. Mm -hmm. And they're ready 
for freaking Winker and they're ready for Sonny Gray and they're ready for all these dudes just going cloud nine after what Joe Burrow and the boys did. They're going to roll right into MLB season and probably go to the World Series or whatever. Hoorah, hoorah. (laughs) And then fire sale. And now they got to wait 162 games till the NFL starts. Who do you think make that call like where you can't wear a, a bag on your head? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that just the owner? Because I think they interview the people on TV or something. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like who's who's inter- Is that like the in-house fucking <laughs> media group? The in-house media people that are doing that? Because if so, that's a bad call. That's a bad <laughs> call. It's probably been a rough Monday for whoever's call that was. Uh, if yeah. that was in-house, if that's not, if that's like just a, a station that is there covering the game and sees that, well, that's a goal mine of a hit for them. Um, I don't, I would say it's just the most highest ranking official in the building at the time that became aware of it and was like, Whoa, that, well, we got to shut that down. Can't have that. Or it might've been a phone call. Someone saw it on TV and was like, mm, what's going yeah, on? Like, Can't go. That's, on that's weak, dude. Those people that got down. to go. Only people in the stadium wearing a mask, I bet. And well, that, that, it off. that's that's what I was going to say. Joey was was what one of your responses? I'm wearing a mask. This is my mask. <laughs> like, what do you tell him? You tell me no. You tell me I have to take it off. Yeah. Tough look. That was tough. Yeah. It's that tough. fan base has seen so many dudes just march into Cooperstown. Right. That team, that fan base is freaking Pete Rose. Big Red Machine, Lou Pinella, Joe Morgan, Morgan, Tony Perez. Yeah, Johnny Bench. Like, yeah, those guys. This isn't like someone who, you know, watched Todd Helton his rookie year, right? Mm. This goes back to, (laughs) you know, hundreds of years. Yes. You mentioned uh, Jesse Winker, who walked it off in, I believe, the 11th, and he tied it with a sack fly in the 10th. And then walked it off in the 11th for the first place, Dallas. Man. The first fucking place, Seattle Mariners. Who, by the way, I, did did you join me, Joey? Did I did I did I mm-hmm. lure you to the correct side of history? Yeah, I picked him. Yeah, we're both in on the first place, soon to be division winning our Seattle Mariners, who enter play on Monday. With a record of 10 and 6, a plus 18 fun differential, the best in the division. Uh, shout out to the Oakland A's who actually have a winning record. That is astonishing. That is astonishing that that's a lot, happened. A lot of haters said we wouldn't be here. Yeah, you you won't stay here, but you're here now. Uh, you don't know that. No, I know that. And for the Houston Astros to enter play on Monday in fourth place, 7 and 8 start to the season. But you want to talk about walk-offs. Can't talk about walk-offs without Jeremy Pena being a part of this discussion because uh, the heir to Carlos Correa's throne as the shortstop of the Houston Astros um, going in there. And by the way, I I think I really got my first like good look at Pena before. Like it it was on Sunday. But it was before the walk-off homer. If you just take a look at him, he looks like a star. He looks like a star. And I tweeted it last night. I said 
that the Houston Astros versus the Toronto Blue Jays would make an electric American League Championship Series. And people people are jumping down my throat. I got like Red Sox fans being like, you're giving up on the season already. And then you got Mariners fans being about, what about our Mariners? It, I'm not predicting. I'm not predicting an Astros Blue Jays ALCS. I'm just saying that if those two teams played each other in a best of seven series, it would be some pretty entertaining baseball, which I think is is fair to say. Uh, yeah. But Jeremy Pena, statistically, because Carlos Correa has not gotten off to a very good start this year. He was he wasn't even in the lineup on on Sunday, um, but we'll get to that that game in Minnesota on Sunday because we, there are some things that we have to talk about in that regard. Uh, but Jeremy Pena, Dallas, have you had a chance to to see him at all? Sparingly. 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 Joey, uh, I want a full fucking breakdown on the legend of, of Jeremy Pena at some point. I don't know when we're going to get there. I know that. He can What'd juggle. You, he can I've juggle? Like four, four clips of him juggling so far already. <laughs> so I think that's just really his uh, main personality point at this point. What have you seen him juggle? Specifically, I saw him salsa. He was juggling Alex Bregman, some Breggy bomb, bomb salsa, yeah. <laughs> and mm. baseballs, you know, the classic. He kept it simple with baseballs. I feel like when when you picture someone juggling, what what is the item that they're juggling in your head? Because we haven't even named what I what would come to mind for me. Bowling I always pins. go bowling pins. Yes. If I, yeah. If I hear somebody juggling, I or, or if I hear if I hear about somebody juggling, it's always bowling pins. Yeah. You're never Why not is that? juggling bowling because that's what everybody juggles with. That's every fucking. I don't magic think that, sh- that. Like I, I, I feel like every C grade magic show you've ever been forced to go to as an elementary school kid. The, every tired assembly act. Every fucking brutal talent show. Mm. That's what has been brought. Oh, I can juggle. Watch this. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page there because we were talking about juggling. And I was like, why do I picture people juggling fucking bowling pins? Like that seems weird and no, random. That's, that's just a, a, a natural. Yeah, like everybody does that. Don't everyone you? does that? Everyone, everyone thinks of juggling. They think bowling pins in their hand. I think bowling pins is how you reach the expert level of juggling. Like if you get, you can't juggle unless you can juggle bowling pins. Like if you, if you can juggle fucking uh, tennis balls, it's like whoop de do. See, I would say flaming swords, like flaming sword would probably be expert. I, now you're just mixing up circus acts. That's hall of fame shit, bro. That's, yeah. Who the fuck is good. juggling flaming sword? I, I see people swallowing them. Whoa. No one is, uh, <laughs> no one's juggling flaming swords. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe I went to the A grade <laughs> talent shows. Yeah, yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure in Stockton they had the top of the line magic shows. They had all all the best magicians go to Stockton, California. Oh, what, what are they doing in Saugus? Holding up a fucking blanket and then dropping it and running around the corner. <laughs> Look it, <laughs> disappeared. Wow. Oh, juggling gosh. fucking lobster rolls up there. <laughs> juggling fucking beef tips. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. What Jared's, that's what Jared's juggling. Yeah. There's uh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that that sounds delightful. I love lobster rolls. I oh. actually just found a nice, uh, nice little uh, shop around here that's got very affordable lobster rolls. So I'm, I'm excited about that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know I just that want to lineup point out for Houston. Mariners. 
Dallas, yeah. you know what it reminds me of for guys that are on this podcast that played in the big leagues? Um, <laughs> I could have. I just didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, the arm. Remember, uh, <laughs> yeah. remember Murder's Row and then Cano? Aware of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that Pena? Right? Is that Murder's Row and then Pena? And then Pena? And then Pena? Right? I mean... Think about those names, though. Because Pena's hitting down in the eight and nine hole. It's like, you forget about him. But he's actually freaking second on the team in OPS. Well, like, what makes makes him special and what makes any young dude like this special and, like, the whole Cano thing was, to your point about where he's at in the lineup, like, if you're thinking about turnover or as a pitcher, you're trying to figure out in this lineup, where can I come up for air? Like, where am I going to be able to breathe here? And you, you think about circling the young guy. You think about circling the inexperience. And that's just, it's not been a safe breathing hole. You know what I mean? If I'm a, if I'm a fucking little penguin out in the Arctic looking to come up for a breath, here I am. I pop up out of the ice and here's fucking Pena, the leopard seal, just macking my entire grill. That's, uh, that's. Not fun because you've got other you've got other dudes you're trying to navigate through. And that is not fun. That is not fun. Your Don, Tucker, Bregman. Like it I mean, good lord. These dudes rake. They hammer the baseball. Hammer the baseball. I was watching the the game last night. <clears throat> Bregman Bregman took I think it was a change up at the bottom of the zone, just barely missed. And uh just spit on it. And I said, I was in my apartment by myself. I said out loud, I was like, I've seen that eye before. <laughs> just absolutely can just lay off a absolute dotted up heater that just barely misses the zone. What, what, what a, what an eye that guy's got. I don't know. You've never, you've, Johnny, you've never faced Alex Bregman before. <clears throat> uh, I have, but, uh, um, <laughs> he, he's got a fucking How'd eye. How'd that go? How'd that go for you? I got a swing and a miss. I got a whiff. Did you? Yep. Yep, I did. Um we can move on. <laughs> the <laughs> the uh the unwritten rule stuff with the gnats. What what happened there? I'm 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 gonna like full disclosure, I have no idea what this is. No idea. I haven't I mean it's fucking we started this thing at eight o'clock this morning. I, yeah. I did not get to the Nats unwritten rule. So this was uh the Nats and the Giants and Gabe Kapler is back to his by the way, I just want to say about Gabe Kapler. Uh-huh. If you disagree with Gabe Kapler, you're wrong. You're just you're butt hurt and you're wrong. Gabe Kapler saying it, it this all started with the the Mauricio Dubon bunt against the San Diego Padres who established themselves as the guys that were like fuck the unwritten rules unless you break the unwritten rules against us then we're going to be mad about it. So Dubon drops down his bunt and, you know, the game was out of hand and it looked like Gabe Kapler went up to Dubon in the dugout and reprimanded him. But then after the game was like, yeah, no, we're going to we're going to comp- like, why would we stop competing? Um, and it's a great question. Why would you stop competing? And the explanation that Kapler said was. You know, if we absolutely grind through your bullpen, like it might be nine to nothing, but if you've got to use more relievers, then that can help us win the series. We're not just trying to win a game. We're trying to win the series. 
So if you've got to run through relievers to to get the outs to complete this game, then that's going to fuck you for Saturday and Sunday. That's what we want. That, that's an advantage for us. So I'm I'm all in favor of what happened with with that situation with the Padres and the Giants. In this situation, I, I I like loosely saw what happened, but it was more or less like it was another situation where the Giants didn't stop competing um, against the Nats, and uh, it was something like Soto and uh, Cruz were due up the next inning, and if. You know, someone hits a three-run home run. Now it's a four-run game, and you got to actually think about um, you know getting somebody up and all this. It, it, it was basically just like teams. I think someone stole a base in like a seven-to-nothing game or something like that. Like they were they were doing shit like that. They just the Giants didn't stop competing. And uh, I want to say what was it? Uh, Alcides Escobar was was the one that got really pissed off about it. Yeah. Am I missing something here, Joey? No, he yeah, it was him, and I think it was because the uh, Giants like they tried to score on a hit in the outfield from second, and they got they got out. He got, thrown oh, he, got out. Th- he got thrown out by a mile, right? Yeah, and Alcides was none too pleased and was pissed off, which everyone in the world is saying he shouldn't have. People are tired of this shit, but it's funny. I mean, the Giants have just fired people up twice already, and it's like as a fan watching, I guess. If you're not playing, you would have never even noticed teams like not trying this way. And it's well, obvious that this is a bigger thing than anyone realized. Casual fans or just regular fans. It's well, like I can tell you why I think it is such a such an issue with folks is because this is gnawing at the foundation of the way the game has been played under a set of unwritten rules for for its its entire existence. So when you start to like chip away at the foundational aspects of an entity like this where you're now running up 7 8 doesn't matter what point in the ball game you're hitting and running you're bunting like you're doing all of the things that you do to try to win the ball game when you've already got the ball game quote unquote well in hand. Well, that's not how the game has ever been played. And now that is being just completely turned on its head. And you're asking people to readily get on board with that. And while being removed from the game might make it easy for me to understand and look, that was my whole mentality anyway, was like just step on the fucking gas. Step on the gas. What are you doing? That's the beautiful part about baseball is you can't just clock it. You got to rock it. You got to go. Like Johnny Gomes is not getting up there and giving away a big league at bat. He's just not doing it. Not because his team is up by seven and it's the ninth inning and he's the leadoff guy of the ninth inning. Like that, He's not just rolling over. Hey, just give me a little 92 away with some arm side so I could fucking turn this thing over and get back to the dugout, okay? I just want to be a part of the game here, just a part of the process. That's not, no, no. And so now it's almost like the game of baseball is being slapped across the face, is having cold water thrown in its face. Hey, whoosh. Wake the fuck up. Guess what? We're playing for all nine. We're playing for all nine now. And it's like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, is this what we mean by playing for all nine? So like in the Cubs-Pirates game, when it's 21 to nothing, say that starts to unfold a little sooner. 
I don't know when it was 21 to nothing, but say it's 21 to nothing in the sixth inning. Like, are we still bunting? Are we still running? And if so, that's where you're going to just have to entertain the idea. You, you might today, you might just run into somebody who ain't having that and who's going to put one in your fucking rib cage for it. And I'm not telling you that that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you that you got to be ready for that. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that's <laughs> I just I I love the chaos and I guess I didn't I didn't want to transition into this next topic from here but I guess it kind of ties in as uh I tweeted this about Angel Hernandez last night. <laughs> I tweeted this about Angel Hernandez last night. I said I I don't really want the only time I want robo umps is in the playoffs because during the season I actually enjoy when umpires fuck up balls and strikes. I like knowing that I still care this much that fucking up a strike three call makes me feel that angry. I like to know that I still care that much. Uh, so I like seeing like Kyle Schwarber getting all worked up and throwing his bat and getting tossed from the game and the crowd's going nuts. I like that element of baseball. I do. What I don't like is when they fuck up in the playoffs. Because like that's when you got to get it right. You have me, the technology to get it right. But in the in the regular season, I I do like that. I do. Let, but let like just, to, how that ties in is like when you have these old school guys like like Weave. Weave fucking tweeted me last night, and he he was he didn't like. Uh, uh, the O'Neill pimp job. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it makes me sick. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> and it's like, I love Weave. And I love that he's like that. But I love the pimp job. I love the confrontation. I love like it wouldn't like I feel like pimp jobs wouldn't be as cool if everybody loved them. Like you, the part of the cool factor is that it's pissing off people too. like the the resistance to. The old school. If the old school doesn't exist, then it just is what it is. So as much as I don't like uh, when pitchers like they were talking about, uh, like when like Ronald Acuna Jr. got thrown at by the Marlins for pimping homers or when your mean Mercedes got thrown behind because he he swung at a, a position player in a blowout game and hit a home run like you, you look at that and you're like, Fucking grow up. Like, why are you throwing at the guy? But I don't mind that you did it. Because like, I, now we can talk about you doing it. Now we can talk about how you need to grow up. If they just stop doing it, then like, we're, we don't have as much shit to talk about. Like, I like getting upset at people that are upset. It's a weird well, dynamic, but it makes uh, sense to me. It, it, the angel. Uh, let, me, let me just say this. as Just to go back very quickly to the conversation that Johnny and I were having about pitchers and hitters and what can hitters do in the game to get better and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the robo ump is the last thing the hitter wants to see slash could be the best thing for the hitter, but the last thing they want to see, because if you're geared to watch a pitch, get caught a certain way and you're expecting it to be caught a certain way. And when that doesn't happen, whether or not it's a ball or a strike, we can all agree that it looks weird. Catcher set up inside spot gets missed down and away and the catcher just sort of jerks and stabs at the ball because he's trying to catch it and he's missed a spot. 
Well, if that gets called a strike, you're like, oh, really? Was it? And it, yes, it was a strike. It looked terrible. But some of the pitches, like a slider, nasty slider, down and away righty that clips the bottom of the zone, that looks like it never had a shot of being hittable, those are going to be strikes now because the robot doesn't give a damn what it looks like when it got caught. I've said this a thousand times. Robot doesn't care. So hitting's only going to get tougher. But in the postseason, like guys like Angel Hernandez, uh, I always, I always, anytime I say Angel Hernandez, I think of the name Eric Gregg. And I think about the LeVon Hernandez game. But like, when is enough enough? I, I, I just think before we pull the ripcord, before we jump, before we quit, right? Let's just try something else. Like, let's try having the umpire's locker room open to the media. Hmm. Let's just try that. Like, simple. Ken Rosenthal, fire on in there after the game and ask Angel what's up. What happened? Right? Maybe we feel sorry for him. We see the human element. He's like, yeah, I boxed it. My bad. Maybe he lays an egg and comes up with some crazy excuse. Let's try a challenge, right? Let's try a challenge, right? Kyle Schwarberg challenges that call right there. If he gets it right, he goes to first. If he gets it wrong, maybe the dude behind him starts with the strike and he gets a strike too as well. Let's get creative. Instead of just banging these dudes behind home plate, I think we could bang the dudes on the bases before we bang dudes on the behind the plate, right? You have sensors in the ba- sensors in the bags, mm-hmm. right? Boom, boom, safe out. That's simple as it works, right there. But man, I mean, imagine, yeah, like Schwarberg never get. Imagine arguing with a robot. That'd be just atrocious <laughs> as a player. Well, there, there's no like you're not getting all all's the. <clears throat> all's the man or all, all's the man at home plate is is now a messenger. That's all he is, mm-hmm. and he's gonna stand there and look at you and go, "Dude, you're not. Uh, it's not my strike zone, man. Like legitimately, like here, like whatever device that like yell into that because that's who you're mad at. I didn't yeah. do this. I'm just telling you what it's saying. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That will happen too. There will be arguments with the robot. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I got it. Seen it at the Arizona Fall League. They turn around, they look at the track man. I go, oh man, that kid's never gonna make it to the league. There you go. That's it. That's all I need. All I need Imagine having the confidence to on do a that. robot. Kid's not gonna make it. That's why. Like, no. I want the kid who climbs the fucking backstop and yes. bashes the track man. Yep. There he that is. That guy's going to the league. Yep. There he is. Wait, what's the league that uses it? Not the independent league? F- Atlantic League? What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, one one umpire, one manager's been thrown out like three times arguing with the robot. <laughs> they have like an ejection button where it's just like confetti comes out the top. That's how you know that you're you're ejected. No, the regular umpire throws him out, but he's talking shit to the regular umpire because of the robot. <laughs> that, that that's just like comedy. They need to stream the Atlantic League. That's like uh, that's uh, bananas. Yeah, they just they experiment there. <clears throat> which is great like you need to do that like the pitch clock and all that other shit was was used there before it was used anywhere else but seeing robo umps and some of the clips that have come out so far you know it's gotta, you gotta work the kinks out it's not ready Play, yet. playing in the atlantic league right now is like being a fucking gladiator and having no idea what animal you're about to fight like year to year or on any given day like you show up and the mound is 
two and a half feet further than it was the year before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, see, you can steal first. When the fuck did that become a thing? What? Uh, like, it's like being a gladiator and finding out as you ascend to the arena, uh, you're going to have to jump in this pool over there and fight a fucking great white shark, maybe a megalodon. Like, hold right. on, hold on. Oh, 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 this was never in the playbook. How did we get here? It's terrible. I got a question. Uh, do you think like major leaguers hate Angel Hernandez just solely because of his calls, or is he just like they don't like the way he acts? Well, I- yeah, that's a good question, and, and, and I think we would know if the media was able to talk to this dude, right? If he was able to tell his story, you'd probably hate him less or hate him more. But it, it's just we, we don't know, right? You, you don't know. But don't you think the players know, like, this fucking guy's an asshole? Because, I mean, they did, like, studies on umpires, and there's a lot. There's not a lot, but there's worse umpires than Angel Hernandez based on numbers. Yeah, a a lot of it is the way way a guy communicates, you know? Like, when you tell a guy to go look at something, hey, like, go check on that. Like, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow, but after the game, go check on that last pitch or go check on that at bat. Like, you were fucking terrible here, man. Go take a look. And if it's like a, uh, oh, fuck you. What do you know? You know, like, ah, I'm not kiss my ass. Well, then that's probably not the best way to endear yourself to your colleagues. Because that's what we are. We're colleagues. We're all working together. You think he's got there's more than balls and strikes. Remember Angel Hernandez? He also called a balk on the that dude on, for um, on, licking his yep. finger on the mound. There's, there's all that. There's Could outs on the bases. Illegal this, illegal that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say Angel Hernandez has been the worst umpire in the league this year. What if we just went like complete? (laughs) It's early. What if we just went complete reset starting next Monday when the umpires behind the dish had the big old freaking pad right Uh here, and Uh you had umpires that umpired just the American League and just the National League, and there was no instant replay. Just like when the game was clean in the 70s and when the shortstop pimps a home run, we don't have to worry about him getting hit because when you get on first base, you are absolutely going to shatter his knee or at least try to because you have to jump up and get out of the way. And that's how you policed it instead of throwing the ball behind the dude. Right. Or if you got mad at the catcher pimping a home run and you got really, really upset when the pitcher threw a three, two off speed pitch. That was the unwritten rule at the time. Yes. The game was great, man. The game was great for a long time. And I think we just need to be like, yeah, if we don't really like it, but like, let's just hold on. Like, let's not change the fucking rules of this game. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any Angel Hernandez stories, Johnny? I feel like you might have had a word or two with him in, in the past. The one that sticks out to me the most is I got to the yard early and I'm freaking mainlining Red Bull because my life is on the line. And I'm watching video and I'm working out. And I'm Didn't you have like a fucking swing. heart problem? Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I checked off the heart attack at 20 years old, so I'm good to go. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm getting I'm walking out to the field at 620 for a seven o'clock game um, in Miami. I'm full lather, full suit, taped up, ready to go. He's walking in. And he's walking into the yard. And I'm like, man, what a great gig. That is fucking awesome. 
That's awesome. My man could get here at 620, throw his gear on, and head on out there for the big leagues. And it was more of a jealousy than, uh, yeah, upset. Yeah, you, you, you've been grinding to get the body ready. Yep. Sacrificing organs later yep. in life. Yep. Just to be able to strap in. For these four at-bats that I just, might only get three because I'll probably get pinch hit four and the righty comes in. Just Here's Angel <laughs> cavalierly sashaying yep. on in. Hey, John, good luck, bud. <laughs> oh, yeah, going to bury you later. Yep. Hee-ha. Yeah, uh -huh. I missed it. Sorry. Got to go. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he ever, uh, was there ever a call that he blew where you felt like you needed to say something? Um, I, I was, I'll tell you, so I, I'm a big advocate of not arguing strike three. Right. So you look at these guys that argue strike three, like what if the umpire argued with you when you swung at the one, one slider in the dirt? What if the umpire is like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? That thing was in the dirt. I was going to call it a ball and you fucking swung at it. Idiot. But then when the umpire calls it like that far off. So, I mean, I'd always say shit like strike one and strike two. And if I swung at a ball in the dirt or if I took a strike, I couldn't argue strike three. Yeah. I like that. I like that. See that that's a that's a respect and an understanding of how difficult the game is, how difficult the umpire's job is, but also acknowledging the fact that mm, the reason that you're here and it's in his hands ultimately is because there's a level of dissatisfaction and disappointment within yourself for a lack of execution earlier in the at bat. And though it's not done yet, when it is done and if it goes down this way, I don't have shit to say about it. Yeah. I love that. I love and for, that. And, and like, Granite, uh, who the guy in fucking Philly got wrong? Uh, Schwarber. Like, Granite was lefty on lefty, you know, his hater, all this stuff. But that pitch has been hit out multiple times. Maybe oh, that yeah. not scenario with the lefty lefty, but pull up some Vlad homers, <laughs> dad or son. Right. Yeah. Pull up, you know, some balls that have been hit out of the ballpark, out of the zone. They exist. Yeah. I think that was more just it, it had been mounting all night. Like he, there was there were clips coming out all game long of Angel Hernandez blowing calls. And I agree that wasn't nearly the most egregious. And some people were even arguing that um, maybe we should get rid of the the digital strike zone on the broadcast because it, it only makes the perception of umpires fucking up worse. Uh, when a pitch like that, I think I think if if you don't have that digital strike zone on the broadcast, there aren't people, too many people agreeing with it being well, such an egregious blown call. The strike zone thing, like, is it for me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, if anybody understands this better than I do, which is there's solid chance, but the the angling of the cameras. like Yeah, yeah it makes it hard. Well, the strike zone, the the digital strike zone display, that's not angled for your perception. Right. Right? Like, that's just a fucking two-dimensional square that you're staring at. Right. Or one-dimensional square. Depends on the on the ballpark. I think when it, when it does, it does help when they show, like, the three-dimensional, like, pitch tracking where it's, like, where it shows yeah. you where it nicks the zone and, uh -huh. and stuff like that. Every, by the way, I, I don't know if you know this, Dallas. Maybe you do. Every broadcast has access to that. It's so just the, a matter. Yeah, to uh, pitch tracks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every broadcast 
can um say hey can you turn around a it's it's like you outsource it it's a third party that has it and it, you can just request it and then there's just like a bunch of like interns sitting around waiting to send you back that clip to to run on your broadcast so every broadcast can do it um but not every broadcast does for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, we, we do it because I like to try to explain to our fans the dimensions of the strike zone. I mm-hmm. like to give them like as much meat and potatoes about what they're bitching about as possible because they are. They're being given this square to guide them through whether or not the calls they're getting are quality, are good, are close, whatever. So I want them to have an understanding that it's not just a square they're looking at, but that yeah. it's actually a three-dimensional cone that kind of comes to a point at the back end of the strike zone. So if balls don't necessarily enter through the front, they quite literally can enter through the back door or the quote unquote front door of the mm-hmm. strike zone. My, my, you, if we uh, do go robot umps, there's a whole new fucking arsenal of pitches coming. Like you better believe there's going to be hacks, some sort of like robot hacks of oh. that late movement of some sort. I don't even know what it is. And you better believe everyone will have a knuckleball. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> why I said okay. that, that. That's why I said, because th- think about it, dude. Think, think about if you, again, a 90, like DeGrom's out here throwing 95 mile an hour sliders, 96 mile an hour fucking sliders. Imagine him throwing one of those down and away, painted down and away. Like, take the visual of the K zone on your TV, put that visual in your head, and imagine a 93-mile-an-hour slider just barely clipping the bottom left corner of that K zone and what that would look like being caught if the catcher was set up, say, just middle right? His arm is reaching way down in a way with the velocity of that pitch. It's going to be tough to stick. And it, it just, it's going to look like a ball the entire time, but it's not. It's a strike. You're going to walk away feeling like I, I've got no fucking chance to hit anything. If that's a strike, I got no chance. Yep. And it's true. <laughs> my, my favorite thing that a broadcast can do is uh, when it's such a an egregiously missed strike call, where they'll they'll throw up like the pitch tracks and just show this fastball coming in, and it's like off by six inches, and then they just they just let it breathe. They just don't say anything. Like, all right, and we'll be right back. Yep. <laughs> I just throw out a. Uh, I I just drop a. Hmm. <laughs> That's all I'll do. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I had that a ball <laughs> from the booth. From the booth. Yep. Uh, I just saw this came out. <clears throat> you know, I, not to not to harp on this team and, and their indiscretions, but uh, this did just get posted today. Um, uh, from McCann Sports Law, Michael McCann. Oh, uh, the Yankees letter. Well, I, it's way. just it's it, it just came out today, Dallas. Like I. I, I'm not trying to make this a you know Yankees cheating Mine's type thing Mine's in multiple like different ways, but um, the Yankees warn its release will cause quote significant and irreparable reputational harm. MLB says it could cause quote potential embarrassment. They're talking about a sealed letter from 2017 that's on sign stealing allegations. That's about to be unsealed. 
Oh, oh shit, son. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. is about to go down. So here, here's where I stand on all this, in particular with the Yankees letter. Do I care that they yes. were cheating? Yes. No. That's a lie. That's no. A lie. No. That is a blatant I don't. lie. Well, I don't care. Like, because I can acknowledge, I can acknowledge that most, I don't want to say every team was doing some sort of sign stealing cheating. But what I can say is that a vast majority of the competitive teams were doing it. So, like, do I think the Astros got railroaded and that they were uh, scapegoats? In, in, in all this? Yeah. Let me guess. Yeah, you do? Oh, wow. Yeah, I they were not, scapegoats. There were other teams that were doing that. it. The Yankees were clearly one of them. What I do care about in all of this is the hypocrisy. The Aaron Judges <laughs> of the world that were coming at Jose Altuve, who, by the way, Joey, was not even using the sign-stealing scheme in Houston, was he not? No. Aaron, A guy like Aaron Judge slandering Jose Altuve because of loose affiliation, that, that's what I don't like about all this. If it comes out that the Yankees were doing some sign-stealing shit and that Aaron Judge, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, his best fucking statistical season ever was 2017, and you're going to come at Jose Altuve, who wasn't even using the, the sign-stealing scheme in Houston, and while well, you were doing some shit too... That's just some cocky, What's, arrogant shit where you thought, hey, we got Joe Torre up in the fucking uh, MLB offices, so we're good here. We don't. We can just do say oh, and do whatever shit. the fuck we want. We're not going to get caught for this shit. What's, what's irreparable? What is an act that could be considered so egregious that it's causing irreparable reputational damage irreparable they were I want you to remember something before i go any further sure that the motherfucker who sued the game of baseball who sued the fucking union all right that guy that guy is doing promotional work for the game of baseball okay mm-hmm. so say his name dallas yeah, absolutely fucking not. Dallas, say his name. So you got to you got to come correct, Jared. I mean, he's a close fuck- personal friend of mine. I've been to his house. <laughs> I've been to his house. We've hung out. We spent time together at his house. This fucking scumbag. That's yeah. I mean, I, hey, you know what? It was a, I had a great time. I wish you were there. I, I, I had a great I bet time. You fucking did. I yeah, bet it was nice. Nice house. Milk bag. <laughs> so the, yeah. the, the only thing that buries you in this game so far is betting. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Not steroids. No. Not spider tack. Nope. Not stealing signs baseball-wise by leaning one way or leaning the other on second. Not using an Apple Watch or a fucking trash can. Yeah. It's betting. Just the only thing we are like... There's one other thing. I've still, I've still yet to see Uga Therbina throw out a first pitch since he tried to kill people with a machete and light them on fire. <laughs> Outside of that, once we get Ugi or Bina Day, then we can say it's just betting. But I think they also drew the line at hacking people with a machete and lighting them on fire. Fair to put that on his defense, though. Because- yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. team, I'm team Urbina. I, I think that the, the actions of Uga Therbina were justified. Free Ugi. Um, but outside of that, that might be a lonely camp that you're, (laughs) yeah, well, you know, we believe in justice and, uh, what were they? They were trying to steal his guns. 
What do you want him to do? Let him take him? No. Am I the only one that that just kind of scratches my head and thinks, so they're trying to steal your gun. Did you not have another one that you (laughs) shot them with instead of like instead of the whole fucking machete set them on fire thing? Like (laughs) he just went with the machete and some zip ties. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like and he probably had to he probably had to rifle over three or four pistols Hmm. to get to the zip ties. And like guy. No, well, please. the gun was it was too quick. It was too easy. He had to send a message. It was personal. It was definitely personal. It sounded very personal. Uh, so, yeah, no, they they draw the line there, too, I guess. But that the book isn't closed. Like they've told Pete Rose to go fuck himself. There's still hope for for Uguther being a day. Fucking a, yeah. I, 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 I just hope the hit king, you know, gets a little help before the freaking machete chucker. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. never know. It, but but is it I'm like we're laughing about it? But that's the truth. Which part? Th- that that that. Well, I mean, I, I don't see like Oogie's not getting a bobblehead anytime soon. There's I'll fucking gonna, make it myself. There's not. <laughs> I would buy. I would buy a minor league team. Just to invite Ugather being a back throw to first pitch on Ugather being a bobblehead day. No, that's you're crossing the line. Promotion. He's been out of jail for a while. You don't believe in second chances, Dallas? I didn't say I don't believe. All right, so then what? He's been out. He's been out the clink for like multiple years. Uh, okay, well, and he's he's doing a good job of laying low. Let's get him on the podcast. (laughs) We should get him on the podcast. (laughs) We should. Where where is he? Where did this happen? We should go there. Why do I want to say like <laughs> Venezuela? Yeah, Venezuela. let's go to Venezuela. Venezuela. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that for a little bit. He he's yeah. been out of jail since 2012, dude. He is fully uh he's he, he's done his time. He might have been in my last game. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been he's been out the clink for a decade and and hasn't gotten any more trouble. So for you to just say that he's not worthy of a bobblehead night or some sort of recognition I, for his for his I, whoa, whoa, whoa. on-field say, contributions. I did not say that he wasn't worthy. All I simply you said, said was, you said he has no place in baseball. That's what you I, said. Those are your I, words. I, whoa. I, said, I said I don't think he's gonna have a bobblehead anytime soon. That's Were you oof. there? Were you there when this went down by any chance? Yeah. No. You're, you're pretty close to this story. You know this story way too good. I'm a big proponent of he's a two-time all-star. He he led the league in saves in 1999 with 41 saves. Also saved 40 games for the Red Sox in his uh, second and final all-star season in 2002. Um, yeah. I mean, like this is like this is a guy. 237 career saves and you just want to ban him shun him from the spotlight dallas no that's not would you say that to his face would you say hey oogie get the fuck out of baseball you don't have a you don't have a home here would you say that to his face well i mean if i was provoked and the spirit movement we we just celebrated miguel cabrera's 3000th hit Mm -hmm. he's 1656 shy of pete Rose, mm-hmm. <laughs> 1,625 shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a year left, though, on his contract. Yeah. And you're talking about the <laughs> machete chucker trying to get back in the game. Mm. <laughs> Pete Rose is also on, like, Fox Sports, or he was, doing what A-Rod's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that, He's that, one I foot mean, in. Glad so someone had the balls to say his name. Now, he, now he's got a betting <laughs> podcast you can pay to get his picks. 
there's uh, look there there's a lot that is, i think it's fair to say there's a lot that pete hasn't done to help himself <laughs> i i think that i think that is more than fair to say uh i think that could be due in part to it, it just basically dragging on like look maybe some of the shit that has happened after the fact doesn't happen if pete is welcomed back right because you welcome him back into the fold, and now it's all good. Like, let him do what he's going to do. Didn't they, they they retired his number and put him in the Reds Hall of Fame? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that didn't help. I think I feel like that was to kind of, like, like, give you, like, a little push on the swing to getting him into the Hall of Fame. Just no momentum came from that at all whether, whether you agree you should be in the hall or not i'm just talking about dudes that have screwed up and have been able to come back and mm-hmm. dudes that have screwed up and haven't been able to come back right yeah right like yeah i mean we got positive tests that come back we have cheaters whether it's cheating or not cheating come back whether it's relaying signs at second relaying signs with an apple watch mm-hmm. or a trash can that come back blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah well i think what's going to come out of this letter is that the yankees we're using cameras not to look at signs, but the cameras were focused on uh, the pitcher's grip on the baseball. I think that they were focused on the glove, not the not the catcher's glove, the pitcher's glove. I think that they were trying to steal pitches um, via pitcher grips. That's well. There's nothing. There's nothing that you can steal via just the grip. No, I mean, you can have a pretty good idea of what pitch is coming by looking at the grip. No, what, what, what I'm saying is the hitter is are, are, what what good does it do for Johnny to know that he's staring at a slider grip if he can't communicate that to. Oh, somebody? I'm sure it was communicated. I don't know how. I, don't, I mean, like, obviously, the way that the, the trash can was the way to communicate and the the. I don't think that there were buzzers, but you know, everyone what was you're, talking about buzzers. Because what you're looking at is glove action, hand action, like placement, physical placement. Like, do you understand the teams have facial recognition software, Jared? And that when a player makes a certain face or does a certain thing, when a certain pitch is called, you inherently have a reaction to it. Well, <laughs> it's now like all poker. Yeah, now 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 I've got the face you make. I've got the tick, I've got the tell when that slider gets called. That's insane. You. Oh yeah, but that's <laughs> fucking real. real. It's, it's very real. real. That's okay, insane. I just went right here. I just went right here. There's lip biters. Mm-hmm. Lip biters. And that's well, gonna tell you what pitch is coming. Well what's the craziest tip you've ever picked up on a pitcher, Johnny? Um after he goes to a rosin bag, hook him. Walks behind, you know, throws a pitch, right? Maybe it's one, two, and now it goes to two, two. And he like doesn't want to go to three, two. So he takes the walk and he goes to the rosin bag. Now you need multiple of these to log, and it's not during a game. And you have to pay attention to it and you have to think it's real. And you realize the last six times he's gone to the rosin bag, he's thrown a boom. Slide piece. Yep. And it's 100%. Interesting. Yep. 
So how often are you going to get that? Well, he's, he's probably going to go there one time a game. So now you need like six, seven, eight starts to log it. And who's nuts enough to log that? But I'd, I'd have to say that was one that I've had on people before. Like, is there someone in the dugout that's paying attention to that and making notes? Or is that up to the hitter to kind of like care that much to... Um, Depends on the organization, but absolutely, yes, these days. That is what got... Like, Jared, there are people who have never thrown a baseball above the high school level who are game planning pitchers and catchers and they're game planning their meetings, their sequences and... I, and let me rewind for just a second and say, I, I tell you that they haven't thrown a pitch above high school, not as a knock, but just giving you an example of what kind of staffs exist out there in the baseball world and how large they are and how, what it speaks to, how much attention is being paid to what's going on. So, yes, there are absolutely people who are there to just analyze video of what I was talking about earlier glove placement hand placement and it's you, you just you're running it through multiple filters like two two what does it look like one two what does it look like two one what does it look like three one what does it look like oh two what does it look like that it just and there's depending on which organization you are in and how much you value that information that's gonna that's gonna determine the size of your staff mm. That's well, always crazy to me is is how how like when people say like baseball's boring, it's like you just don't understand what's going on. Like there is so much going on that I don't even think a casual fan could even begin to process like how much is happening between so many different people that are involved um all at the same time. It's crazy. I say that all the time, and I say your love for the game will skyrocket when you figure out what is happening in between pitches, mm -hmm. right? Look at the shortstop and second base with the open mouth to the glove. Who's covering, right? That fake steal at first base. It's just a fake steal. No, they want to see who's covering, you know, is it second base covering or shortstop covering the first and third? Why is the right fielder fading all the way to the other side? Because he's going to be throwing it outside. There's so much crap that happens in between pitches. And as we just talked about, like with the rosin bag tip and the freaking facial recognition and all this stuff, hitting is at a historical low. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Right? So what's, what side do we go on? How much are these guys helping? How right. much is the hit guru important? You know, has launch angle benefited everybody or has it killed some people? Right. Well, that's that's all based on, and I think, I mean, you can answer this, but look, the reason that that stuff is getting hammered out is because of the compensation. Straight up. That's that's what, like, we're trying to attack the baseball this way because producing these results are what gets you drafted slash paid. Well, I think which is real interesting right now, and for the first time, I'd say, well, I'd say about like six years in, with 30 organizations, you legitimately have an offense and a defensive coordinator like football, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, we run the West Coast offense or oh, we run the run and gun or oh, we do this. Like you go to organizations and they absolutely will do not, not do one thing. And you go to the other org and they value that more than anything. Yeah. T it could be as simple as T work, right? Yep. Yep. We don't do or ice. We don't ice. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't ice. Yeah. Don't ice. Or yeah, get us. We have ice tubs, or we have a, ever ice ice. Yeah, there's it's all over the board, man. There's only thirty of them, and they're all extremely different. Yep. And that's how teams like freaking Tampa can just bring in someone throwing a hundred every single year that's homegrown. And you look at some of these other orgs and they haven't hit on a draft pick in the last 15 years, just one offense or defense. Yeah. Nothing. Do you think yeah. that like at major league baseball will address the, uh, the drop or noticeable drop in offense by switching up the baseballs midseason, Or do you think they're just going to ride it out as a full season experiment or will they wait until the second half to switch out baseballs? Probably second half. Yeah, like if it's if it's if we're talking twenty nineteen, it might not be under their control. What do you mean, like Rawlings? No, like (laughs) based on the amount of product that's out there and the specific product that's out there, meaning based on the amount of quote unquote mixed bags of baseballs that are already in circulation and in storage waiting to be put into circulation. What would have to happen is imagine a, a mass unified delivery of baseballs to 30, probably I would say 30 ballparks, but maybe only 15 ballparks, but 30 clubs at some point in time, because you're going to have to have these baseballs on hand, but these balls are going to have to take the place of all of the inventory that you already have. <laughs> yeah, the only way you can really do that is, you know, like the postseason. Like, there's a stamp on the ball, mm-hmm. right? Like, we yeah, have to use the new shipment the of the stamp on the ball. So, if they want to come with some new second half tribute stamp, <laughs> then you know that's that's really the only way like like yep. Dallas said it's like the only way to not get the old balls and the new balls is you got to get the one with the friggin 2022 si- yeah what if, what if i told you that one of the reasons maybe maybe the reason just maybe that the offense is down is because that thing you're talking about right now that thing that you would fear you're already living in that moment where there's a mixed bag of baseballs in circulation right now. And that's why there's nothing that can be done about it because you're going to have to ride this out. I can't, I, I literally can't tell you which ball is which. And because of that, well, play it out. Got, got to play it out. Sorry. Got to play it out. Or like you said, create a whole nother surplus, put a stamp on it and identify it because the beautiful part about that, Johnny, is the baseballs are stamped on the inside of them, which you know, and that allows for them to be tracked and that allows for them to be identified what year they were made, which batch they came from. So that allows you to understand what protocol they were produced under. And wouldn't it be weird if you got a baseball with this number on it that was supposed to be from this batch. And you got a baseball with this number on it that was supposed to be from that batch. And it's like, wait a minute. This number here tells me that this ball flies. This number here tells me that this is one of the balls that does not fly. Why are these two balls in the same baseball game right now? What's going on here? But when, I don't if, know if they're going to blame it on the baseball. Wouldn't it be the same shit as last year? 
What's up? Because that's what happened last year. They had like put two different type of balls. Mm-hmm. So the stats should be the same as last year, but now they're even lower. And that's all part of continuing to try to push a certain product into the game, right? But the, 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 the idea is you have to continue. You have to try to flood the market with the whole mixed bag initially. And then from there, if you're trying to deaden offense, you're continuing to just roll out these balls under this certain protocol. I mean, from my debut in 03 to 15, you know, without agent, but I never blamed a negative result on the ball. Right. I never was like fly ball to the warning track. Like, fuck, these are new balls. Like, <laughs> either I got it or I didn't get it. So, but maybe they didn't screw around with the balls as much. I've, I've heard dudes, you know, from double A to triple A, you know, that's a big difference too. Cause then you go to the big league balls once you go to triple A. Yeah. And I've heard dudes that say last year, two years ago, that were 40 feet. I talked to this kid that he didn't take batting practice. His routine wasn't in center field because he wanted to hit homers and he loved hitting homers to feel good. So he wouldn't go to center field because he couldn't hit homers to center. He gets called up to triple A and he's launching balls to center field. Like one day, like Sunday, no homers to center. Mm-hmm. Monday, over the batter's eye. And he was like, yeah, balls juiced fast. See, and, 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 and that's just a completely different player. Yeah. Right? You're evaluating that guy differently. And I said this, oh. Joey, I said this two and a half years ago, dude. I said the best way for baseball to get themselves to a point where they can understand what type of athletes they actually have, what type of players they actually have would be to reduce the performance of the baseball so that you're then measuring basically raw skills, right? Kind of like hitting a pair of socks, if you will, who can hit the pair of socks the farthest from there. We got an idea of what kind of athlete we're dealing with, what kind of hitter we have, because if you can use the opposite field, great. That's going to show up. If you can use the opposite field with power, then that's really going to show up here. But I can't run the risk of him getting to like double A and then becoming a completely different player based on the ball he's using. Because now he means something much more to me. If that's a middle infielder who's just gone from a 10 to 15 homer guy to now, uh, well, are we talking 25, maybe 30 because of the fucking ball he's using? Like it's a completely different animal. The way I structure my roster is completely different. So you got to reduce the performance of the actual tool to get a feel for what kind of tools you have in your tool shed. They, they got it. They got. They fucked themselves by getting into the ball business, man. Changed the <laughs> no, ball they once. Pro- they protected themselves, Joey. How? By no, I'm not talking. I'm not talking results. about. I'm not talking about like uh, buying Rawlings, but when they changed oh. it the first time. Uh-huh. And now they just now it's never ending changes. Well, they're going to start making new balls every month. It was, you feel like uh, you're chasing your, numbers were up. Yeah, you feel now like you're chasing your tail to to either get back to where you were or avoid being in the spot that you created by fiddling around with the ball in the first place. Yeah, and then people just complain no matter what. I mean, how many people the first two weeks of the season before these stats came out were like, "Dude, what the fuck." These are well, different balls. And then the stats come out. Everyone's like, I can't even watch anymore. Well, play, play, no I one mean, person player, said it. Players would players will tell you. That's the thing. I'm, to, uh, I'm, I'm talking about fucking people on Twitter. The important people. 
<laughs> fans, <laughs> Dallas. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I was just reading something. <clears throat> Johnny will appreciate this. Tony Gwynn could have gone O for one thousand one hundred and ninety nine at the end of his career and still finished as a three hundred hitter. Yep. It's an absolute fact. <laughs> it is. It's an absolute fact. It's and a... never hit into a shift. Yeah. What a beast. Yep. Oh, gee. Um, is there anything that we didn't hit on that we wanted to? Dallas, did you have any so. thoughts on Cody Bellinger? Is that something that you felt super passionate about? No, not really passionate about. Just saw that he's starting to actually hit the baseball, which yeah. I know Cody's excited about. I'm excited about for Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodgers it, it took just, two out of three. Well, I was going to say, like, now you got to fucking factor Cody Bellinger into that lineup as well. Mm. <laughs> like, good God. You know, for all the for all the talk about what that team looks like and what that team is going to be capable of doing over the course of this season, you know, I, I don't know how much stock was being put in or how None. many apples were being thrown into the basket of None. Cody Bellinger to carry. Yeah, um, I think I think a lot of people have given up on Cody. He's uh, he's coming into play on Monday, hitting two seventy three, three thirty three on base, nine fifteen OPS. Yeah, there's just so many other guys in that lineup that can shoulder the production load. I mean, there, there's honestly, like, it feels like you almost turn to, um, I get these fucking dudes mixed up all the time, and I don't know why. Uh, Chris, no, it's not Chris. It's Austin Barnes. Yeah. Depending on who, yeah. Austin Barnes. Like, you might even lean on Austin Barnes before you lean on Cody Bellinger. And yeah. he's a fucking backup catcher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He can, he can swing it, though. It, it just, but that's just, I think that speaks to the depth of their club and what Cody Bellinger then provides is just like you're right back to laughing out loud again mm. when you think about this lineup. Yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, Jake Cronenworth. Broke up an 0 for 25 with a Ooh, that's with nice. a dinky little infield single, which immediately turned into a homer. That usually happens. You're Jake, fucking- I, need, I need the weather in Boston right now. It's a little gloomy out here in the Bay Area. How are you guys doing out in Beantown? He's dying. You might not Dallas, even be I haven't been there. outside in three days, so I'm not the guy to ask. Unfucking believable. Well, that's been your weather report for Boston. Yeah. It's 54 <laughs> degrees, partly cloudy, high of 56, low of 44. Looks like it's going to stay in the 50s all night until about 10 p.m. where it creeps down into the high. What's crazy about that a- that AL East? Like Baltimore, right? It's probably shoot in for last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but what if they're not? Oh, that is oh. a complete and utter fucking crumble job. We have uh, <clears throat> officially the hottest take in baseball is dead history. Johnny Gomes coming in with a what if the Orioles don't finish in last this year? <laughs> Think about it. Jo- Johnny, just so you're aware, they've always finished last. And it always. feels <laughs> always. I totally agree. But I'm just thinking. What if they're not? Because they're actually, it's just one from the Sox, two. I mean, it's still early, but I just, it's what if? Fuck. That would be a complete, <laughs> fire, fire sale. Oh, this is going to, that is going to be RDT's fucking pin tweet is you said, what if? <laughs> what if? Yeah, Jake, we I need that know. clipped up. We need that clipped off. What if? I don't know. 
They're going against the fucking Yanks, right? Four games set. What did they yeah. sweep them? They're tied for first. Then they get they got the Red Sox uh, this weekend. Right after. I'm just saying, what if they're not last? <laughs> and, and then they've it. got five more months of baseball. To play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, John Means. We didn't, we didn't oh, mention this. John I Means. Would, that sucks. Yeah. Yep. Going under the knife. That's a big blow to the Orioles. Not last chances. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I would fucking pick them 20 percent. Uh, 20 out of 20 to be last. But what if? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing that they finish in last place, but what if they don't? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, yeah, that is because Johnny, I'll say this. I just watched them. They just came into town. They've got a, they've got a decent bullpen. Yeah. They, they've got a decent bullpen. Um, Are they still top five? They got the only dude who was 30, 30. I would, I would mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. Said, old yep. said Mully. Think about it. Yeah, they what also it? have a, they also what have a guy, Felix Batista, who's listed it. I'll never get over this. They have this dude listed. Can you just look up? Somebody Google image a picture of Felix Batista right now. And just so you have this human being in your line of sight. So you're staring at him. And once you have that up, let me know. Because I want you to know that baseball reference wants you to believe that this guy is six foot five. And 190 pounds. That's what baseball reference wants you to believe. That Felix Batista is 6'5", 190. Now, if we could just go around the horn here and quickly get a gauge on what each of you would think Felix Batista is as far as height and weight is concerned. Because I do not believe that Felix Batista is 6'5", 190. Uh... I'll take the over. He's a fucking large dude. Oh my god, he's massive. I got yeah. the over. Yeah, I've got him six. I've got him six seven, maybe six eight, like two thirty. Yeah, I got the over all day long. I feel like players lie about their height to see. Why would you lie to seem shorter if nobody ever does that, Jared? Yeah, I sometimes have to do that. Like, you've never had sometimes i'm just like just put five never ten. in your life have you yeah. had to do that i just don't need people being like he's fucking handsome successful and he's six feet like i don't need people like you know you give yourself like something to be like yeah he's five ten to humble yourself jared jared said last week on this very podcast johnny that being five ten basically equated you to being a was it little bitch is that what you said jared no i, don't, I didn't say that oh all i said was that i thought Tommy Pham was sub six feet and that I have stood in front of Luke Voigt multiple times. I was like, I can't beat Luke Voigt in a fight. And I know that Tommy Pham is like a trained MMA guy, but like, so am I. So I don't know. I, I don't think I could beat Luke Voigt. Like I'm being, that's just me being honest and humble. I don't think I could beat Luke Voigt in a fight. So if I couldn't, then I don't think Tommy Pham could, but then People were telling me that Calling he's like six two. Yeah, Jared was on the doorstep of calling Tommy Fam out. You just said right. you could beat Tommy Fan's ass. <laughs> yes. Stir that pot. Don't back Stir away that now, pot. Man. I think uh-uh. he's six two, and I thought I thought he was uh, I thought he was more five ten, five eleven. 
What's what's uh, what's Marcus Stroman going to say about this height stuff? Right. He's not too worried about it. No, he's not worried about it. It's a heart heart height. Height don't measure heart. Right. What is it? It, That's it. Height don't don't measure heart. Yes. I've been trying to get Jared a sponsorship for. I don't know. But it doesn't make sense because like I'm basically six feet. (laughs) It it, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. No, no, no. He like Stroman's like five, six. I'm like, like if I. If I really like you two are in the same row on picture day. That's all you have. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not even in the same area code. He's he's like five, six, and I'm like a shade under six feet. Just fucking take a knee and hold the side. All right. I would have to take a knee. (laughs) Indian style. Indian style. (laughs) Crisscross applesauce. (laughs) I'm like six feet. I've stood next to Johnny Gomes. Yeah, I got you a six. I yeah, got you especially with spikes on. In That's what I'm saying. Right field in the show, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait, how, none of those things are true. <laughs> That's not true. Big league arm confirmed big league by arm. a big leaguer. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big league arm, basically six feet. Uh, could beat Tommy Pham in a fight. <laughs> Tommy Pham just DM'd me the other day. I'm gonna have to let him know. You know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking at the standings here, and we're talking about the unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. What if, like, playoffs and play-ins had something to do with run differential? That I was going to say rule? that. Yes, I. So yesterday, when when the whole Nats Giants thing came up, I was like, we can stop bitching about this real quick. If run differential were a factor for like tiebreakers, Joey talked about this when we first talked about the Gabe Kapler incident, not not Gabe Kapler incident, but him addressing this whole shebang. I remember that. I remember Joey saying, well, it's because it is tied to this. I think it is now. There's there's something. There's one of the things that can't be game 163 now. I think. I think it's yeah. like, yeah, like seventh on the list type of deal. Yes. But if you look at the NL Central right here, you know, Milwaukee's in second with a minus two. Cubs are in fourth with a plus 19. Weird. Yeah. Well, well, the it, Cubs it, just that's what that. So that's what I wanted to bring up that I forgot. The, the Cubs, Cubs just scored 21 the, fucking runs Johnny, yeah. against the fucking Buckos. Yeah. The, the Cubs have the run differential that they have because they beat uh, Dallas Braden's pittsburgh pirates by a score of 21 to nothing who do pittsburgh not have took that series no no no, no didn't they get throttled all series no they won yesterday yeah they're in the handshake took that series no yeah i see bro the pirates are hot jared yeah. pirates uh, are playing 500 baseball right now gentlemen let's not get wow not get, that was the only game they won that series god damn johnny you're an idiot no, four yeah, to, they, Pittsburgh they won the fucking series two to four to three. They won the opener two to uh, four to two. They lost. They caught an L twenty one to nothing, and then they won four to three. Yeah, that's they nuts. lost that series like twenty six <laughs> to four, but won the series. But won the series. But the run different. Oh man, yeah, they scored. They scored uh, twelve runs. They were outscored twenty. They were outscored twenty nine to twelve, and yeah. and took three out of four. If the <laughs> season were to end today, the Pirates would finish with a five hundred record. Not yeah. enough people are talking about that. They got outscored twenty nine to twelve 
and took three out of four. That means you win all the important at bats. You win all the important innings. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. That's how you do. That's how you raise it, Karamas. <laughs> Is that anyone from the Pirates organization reached out to you for some sort of like ambassador like agreement deal? Like I feel like that. That's if I. I mean, obviously their their owners are not smart people, but there has to be someone in marketing somewhere that is aware of the show and your allegiance to them. Like you would be the first, you look like a pirate. Why wouldn't you yes. utilize the Dallas Braden brand? I mean, I'm, I'm here. Somebody make a phone call. Are you allowed to do that as an employee I, of the Oakland A's? I don't think I'm allowed to do that, but you know, I'm, I'm here to push the envelope. There's gotta be a way. I mean, I literally flew the pirate flag for the Pittsburgh pirates and that cost me my job at ESPN. What? What? I mean, it didn't really. We, yeah, we laugh and joke say. about it <laughs> because it was in the era where you know people are still not having much fun while doing television and enjoying baseball, and I didn't operate that way. So I went out to the rotunda and hung out with some real Pirates fans, the renegades of the rotunda, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, was brought into the fold and they asked me, Hey, you want to fucking fly this flag? And I said, if you're asking me to fly your flag, I'll fucking fly your flag. You bet your ass. I'll fly your flag. So I grabbed that flag after they dressed me up, Jared hat, patch, vest, whole nine. I was basically Jack fucking Sparrow out there. Mm-hmm. And I took off full sprint, Jolly Roger in tow, getting the fans all jacked up. Mm-hmm. So two is this like later. a situation where it's two like days you, later I was fired at ESPN. Right. <laughs> right. Is that like a situation where you're kind of just like chasing the dragon now? Like you you had that that pirate that, high and yeah. you've just been chasing want, it ever since. I want it again. I want my bones <laughs> to come to rest in a fucking in a sea dungeon just like old one eyed Willie on mm-hmm. the Goonies. Yeah. The A's the don't go part to about Pittsburgh. that story is that there was a time where the pirates were on ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It was the time. Was that 13-ish? Uh, f- 12, 13? 14. 14. Uh, no, 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 shit, actually. Excuse me. That was 17? Might have been 17. 16. Not even close. Is that when Jake Arietta <laughs> went in there and shoved? And that was jumped? 15. 15, yeah. Cause that place, like you're talking about, Dallas, is miserable, but can fucking rock. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the Pittsburgh Steeler fans, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Don't sleep that, on them for one minute. Yeah. When they want to show up and all they need is a winning record, mm-hmm. that place fucking rocks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like uh like Johnny Cueto was so rattled by that crowd they, that he like dropped the ball dropped on the, the mound. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they 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 fucking lose their mind. Yeah. They deserve it. They deserve they deserve a winning record, right? Five hundred right now. We're going to leave it at that. I'm just saying, if if there were one, if there were one organization in Major League Baseball that I could force an ownership change to bring in someone who is serious about winning, I think I would make that force change in Pittsburgh. It's a fucking awesome and you're appointing sports city. Yeah. Ooh, okay. It's an awesome sports city. And I feel like we're being robbed of like Rogers Center vibes 
in in Pittsburgh because of of the ownership group there. Yeah, J- things would be very very different there. What the uh Joey, what 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 organization would you pick? You get to force you get to force out ownership and bring in like a, a Stephen Cohen type clone. Probably the Reds, man. Mm, that's a good pick. The Reds. The Reds Chicago. deserve it. Yeah. Reds fans deserve it. Yeah. They deserve I'm, it. I'm I'm not sure it's ownership or not, but I need Sheho Otani and Mike Trout yeah. in the ALCS and then the World Series. Need mm. before they're 36 and 7 years old and and Trout DH. What the fuck did you call him? Sheho? Sheho. <laughs> Right. I make nicknames. Up, right. Okay? I took a fucking 15 hour flight to play in Japan to face that fucking guy. Okay? You faced him. Yeah. In Japan before he even came here. Okay? <laughs> this guy threw a fucking 95 mile an hour Frisbee that started behind me and went to the other side. And I was like, yeah, he's going to make it. He's going to be all right. And then proceeded to hit a ball off the roof of the fucking Tokyo Dome. And I yeah. was like, what is this hybrid of a freaking alpha male? He hit a ball. Did he hit a ball through the Tokyo Dome? The back wall. Probably he does whatever he wants. But I, yeah. I need those two dudes in the ALCS and beyond. Who is the one that actually ownership. Hit, Was that him that hit the ball into the roof? Like, it? yeah, that, that was him. Yeah. It was Shobei. I did not realize that. I mean, I've seen the clip where the ball just like disappears into the roof and everyone's like, where the fuck is it? Like, what the fuck? I think the only other dudes that have done that were Barry Bonds and uh, David Ortiz. David and Ortiz were- hit one in like through the back wall yeah. in uh, which is crazier. Like I asked him about this when Felt I got like the one he hit in Tokyo against us in the opening series went through the fucking back wall. Yeah. So this was in 2005. They did some sort of MLB showcase against like a, a Japanese all-star team. Because I know Dice K, Dice K was in the in the dugout and he was in like the Cebu Lions jersey, but it, they weren't playing the Cebu Lions. So it must have been like the um, uh, what is it? The Nippon Nippon Ham Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh, David hit a home run that literally went to the fucking back wall. It was estimated at like 511 feet. And that clip, it it took place maybe a week after the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004. Like they won the fucking World Series. Like that dude carried the Boston Red Sox to a World Series title their first in 86 years. And had to have been exhausted from that experience, coming back against the Yankees, throttling the St. Louis Cardinals, partying your dick off in the city of Boston from winning that title. And then you got to get on a plane to Japan and embarrass the this dude that I don't even know who the pitcher was. Um, but that's crazy to be able to hit the longest home run of your career after all the energy that you just exerted to do all that shit. That's why he's well, Big Poppy. Well, hey, that's the that's the fucking journey our man Johnny Gomes is about to take. Yeah. Yeah. International fucking masher, baby. That's right. I have homered in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, 
Dominican, and Japan. Love that. Love is there has there has there been anybody to Homer on all seven continents? Probably not Antarctica. We got to get you there. We got to make that happen. Don't challenge me with a good time. <laughs> why, Don't why even can we do not, it. Why can we not do that? Why can we yes. not? We get to Antarctica. We set up a fucking blitz ball, wiffle ball stadium. Yep. You go yard there, and we get you the Guinness World the Guinness World Record for homering on every continent. Every continent. Has anyone this ever done that? Come in, no, Jared. nobody's ever done that. Well, I'm not going to give up a homer. We can have Dallas. I mean, you mash lefties. Um, I don't think that you'd probably be able to to barrel me up, but Dallas well, uh, being we'll a lefty. Here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, still, point still stands. Um, I, I'm I'm playing for the team here. I, I want. <laughs> That's a yeah, but see, the thing is, uh, that was. <laughs> What, for those who are listening, yeah, no, 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 no. Johnny no, no. just showed Jared the video that he has uh, of Alex Bregman taking Jared into free parking. Yeah, no. So that I, I, I was just just trying to get pocket radar shout out. <laughs> it just turns out like, you're, but I you're already I had already <laughs> struck him out by that point. No, that's false. Yeah, I did. I saw I had already struck him out by that point. And I think that's the only time that's the second time he swung the bat. And we had an agreement where I was only throwing heaters. Um, so not to make it, this is not a trash can joke, but he did know what was coming. So if I was able to throw off speed, I, I don't know that he still hits that homer. If I, if I had literally anything else in the world to, for him to think about, he doesn't hit that homer. He knew it was the straight fastball challenge. Um, was that a blitz ball? Is that fair? No, that was a It's not ball. fair at all. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, because I know that these two gentlemen, obviously, were not going to be on my side on this. But um, yeah, no, it was it was only it was only heaters. And if I was able to to break them off a little bit, the fucking the one one split, then you're talking about a completely different outcome. Johnny Jared, share with the class why you didn't want to go to to the wrinkle one one, because the last time on that trip that Jared. Tried to throw a little. No, that was there. a hook. That was a hook. That wasn't I the one abs- one split. I, no, Johnny, no, no, no. I, no, no, no. I hit the ball no, no, so goddamn no. hard. Mm-mm. The ball no. waffled. We had to use a different no. ball. The ball was no nope. longer usable. That's not it. Flattened. That's not it. It no. looked like a fucking Bosu ball. It was, it was a dinky little get me over deuce. No. There was no snap to it. There was no bite to it. Because I was I trying thought, to build up Dallas's confidence. Because I, we I just get kicked out of the parking lot for me yeah. taking a shit on the wiffle ball <laughs> in public. <laughs> yeah, well, we made so, it. We made we'll it. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Uh, I already gave some love to the Seattle Mariners. Our Seattle Mariners, the first place Seattle Mariners. Uh, oh, Byron Buxton. Yeah. The yeah, fuck? Was- you kidding me? The first place Minnesota Twins. They've won Byron four Buxton straight with- ball games, two tanks for Byron Buxton on Sunday, including a walk-off bomb. By the way, your record boy Liam walk-off. Record you setting walk-off. Why was it record setting? Four hundred sixty-nine feet, right? Or is that what it was? Four sixty-nine or four seventy-one, some shit like that. So it's, it's the farthest walk-off homer in Met in Twins history. Interesting. I mean, that's basically since. 2015 it's like, since it's really yeah, cool i don't it's care i'm not really trying cool. to take away from it um yeah tell your boy liam uh hendrix maybe don't throw a heater right down the cock to one of the most talented 
offensive performers in Major League Baseball. Maybe just let them know that. I just love the fact that everybody in baseball is now rallying around the keep Byron Buxton healthy thing. Like yeah. it's it's been a thing for a while for folks who have watched baseball closely, mm-hmm. know what type of animal Byron Buxton is, but like to let like this dude's athleticism and his tools are next level. And you haven't been able to really get a look at all of them in circuit because he's been banged up here, nicked here, you know, and and for it all to come together, you're watching a dude who a lot of people truly feel like tools wise is as good as it gets. Yeah. Dallas, without looking, what is Byron Buxton's slugging percentage this year? I'm going to say... He's looking. No, I'm not. I, I, You'll see. I'm going to say 732. 946. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's slugging. Put it this way. Everyone is... And rightfully so. We're all happy for him. Everyone is blowing Cody Bellinger for the season that he's had to start the year. Uh, hopefully, comeback player of the year candidate. Uh, Byron Buxton's slugging percentage is higher than Cody Bellinger's OPS. Yeah, he's slugging a good OPS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he's slugging an OPS that makes that that puts you in elite performer territory. The potentially MLB or at least league leading. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the whoever leads the majors, especially in a down offensive year, whoever leads the majors in OPS this year, it'll probably be around there, like nine fifty. How many how many players had a thousand OPS or higher at the end of last season? Three. Maybe. Less than ten. Two? Two. Two. Shohei. Soto. Soto. Uh Bryce. Harper. Harper. Oh, Bryce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, no, uh Two. Byron Buxton's hitting 351. With a thirteen sixty one OPS. Uh, also, a quick little <laughs> shout out to my man Frankie Montas, future Fly. Red Sox. Yeah, eh, stop it. He is. Uh, he had forty seven consecutive starts where he had not entered the eighth inning, had not recorded an out in the eighth inning, and it was something that him and I had joked about, had talked about, and <laughs> his last outing, he got one out in the eighth inning. So he broke a streak of 47 straight outings in which he'd gone seven innings or fewer. So congratulations to Frankie Montas on his seven and one third inning outing against the Texas Rangers. Ah, Future Red Sox. Um, Joey, any final thoughts? No, I'm just happy to be here. I love to, you know, everything was awesome. (laughs) Everything's awesome. (laughs) Sorry for sniffing the mic last week. Hopefully, yeah, you were getting sniff shamed. You're getting sniff shamed last week. I didn't love that. Yeah, well, fuck them, dude. They don't have my best interest in mind. Right, (laughs) right. And I have allergies, and so fucking. (laughs) So I have allergies. I think I think we should do. We should organize an allergy awareness 5K for Joey. (laughs) I got my fucking that shit. It's medicine. Look at he's got to keep that thing on him. <laughs> Ghost pack. <laughs> Ghost pack it up. Uh, he's got a fucking Z pack for breakfast. 
<laughs> uh, Joey just trying to kick that syphilis. Mm-hmm. Joey, for the first time coming on here, I did enjoy your uh, your insight. So you can tell these guys to shit in their hat while you take your dose pack. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy your insight. Uh, uh, Johnny, do you have any final thoughts? Um, do I have any final thoughts? Mm. Uh, Anyone you want to like show some love to maybe? Uh, I'm out here in the valley mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've seen Meryl Kelly's stats. Oh, mm. look, I see you. I, I see you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see you. And when I say we're light on excitement out here with the D-backs, <laughs> <laughs> but my, man's, my, my man's got a 0. 0.59. I mean, he's he probably winning the Cy Young today mm-hmm. okay i don't know he's, he's going against this other guy today for the dodgers but uh being close out here to the d-backs that's it um you know who has a better year christian yelich or bellinger Ooh. Yelich. Um, Belly. you think so well you know what as soon as i said that i was like ah, ah. cody bellinger's got a pretty solid supporting <laughs> cast around him that allows him to have little to no pressure. Yelich hit that grand slam, and it's about all he's done this year so far. 192, 629 OPS. Just the one homer, which was the grand slam. It's accounted for half the runs he's driven in. You know what? Uh, I'll say Bellinger because, unfortunately, I think some Because of you don't that, have the fucking balls to stick because with unfortunately, Christian Because, unfortunately, I think Yelich, some of the stuff why. that Yelich is dealing with is physical, and I don't know if that's stuff that you just readily get over or if it's a matter of figuring out how to play with what you're dealing with. So what you're saying is you don't have the fucking balls no, I'm to back I, Christian Yelich. You don't have the balls, I, Dallas, Christian to say on my fantasy team. Christian Yelich can overcome whatever it is that's he's ailing on, him. He's on my fantasy team. To become the comeback player of the year in the National League, you're going to pick I, Cody I Bellinger like, because you are a sackless, Because I like ballless. Cody Bellinger's ability to make an adjustment. And I think that's Christian Yelich just bought a whole bar of beers. This one's on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Quality mm-hmm. dude. Quality human. Mm-hmm. All right. Well... Uh, Johnny, we appreciate you yeah. coming by, talking some baseball with us. Is this something that you, you want to do like every now and then? You want to you wanna hang out with us? I, w- I, w- I would love to hang out with Joey more often, absolutely. Yeah. You got, you don't like me and Dal. <laughs> I love you and I love, I love it. I love how feelings get hurt and then they get made up and then they get hurt and then they get made up and then there's a whole bunch of excuses and then we talk baseball Mm -hmm. (laughs) so much action so it's emotional roller coaster it really is is. Mm -hmm. that's podcasting baby yeah it's it's a lot of a lot of feelings a lot of feelings uh when when, when you go to london i go to london the event is july 7th oh so we got time yep and i'll do it from london too right let's get this fucking thing global all right you're you're crazy basket of fish and chips let's do it be right in front of fucking Big Ben or on one of those double decker fucking buses or in one of those things my kids call the fucking the red box with the red box. It's mm. a fucking payphone. <laughs> no idea. No idea. No That's idea. comedy. Yeah. No clue what a payphone is. <sighs> All right. All we'll right. be back on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. We go.
Here you go.